Hello and welcome to Is This Really For Kids? The podcast where I decide, hey, is this for children? And I'm totally qualified. I survived childhood trauma. Anyway, I have one of the most amazing guests, Savannah Manhattan, the funniest woman in the world. Today we will be discussing Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince and J.K. Rowling's unfortunate tweets because uh, I was waiting to just kind of have the right person to talk about it with and that's also why I started with Harry Potter on my podcast because I just want to get this over with honestly because I hate what she did. makes me so sad. So anyway, here is Savannah Manhattan, the funniest woman in the world. No way. (laughs) Well, thank you. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. Yeah, I think I've been saying pandemically, which is <laughs> pandemically it feels like yeah. it's become an adverb. Yeah, I've just had a lot of intense, very Republican conversations with my aunt and uh, the whole Trump thing. So I am exhausted and fearful of a civil war. I'm like, you guys, let's just not. But you know. the, it, it, the civil war should have just stayed in Captain America. Like, oh, that's... yeah. Or just leave it to the Wizarding War in Harry Potter all these years For ago. real. We don't need a war. It's been enough. Hasn't this year been enough? Finally, I want to address the tweet, but I wanted to address it with an opinion that matters, obviously, because I feel like even as a bisexual, I can't speak to the heavy-weightedness of her tweet, so... Yeah, I mean, and you have every right to an opinion, of course, because you being bi, like, you're still in the community, you're still aware of queer issues... Like, you're definitely visible. Yeah. I think Um, with bi people, we always struggle. We're like, do we matter? Are we here? You do matter, Thea. I'm also, like, I'm definitely still, like, in my own personal queer journey. Like, I don't know if I... I don't even know if she, her, are my pronouns. I hate with UCB when they make us do this stuff. I'm like, I don't really know. I've always identified with, like, Joe March, and she, like, wanted to be a man, and I'm like, I've, this is, like, my first time even saying it, but I think it's relevant, so uh, here we go. Very relevant yeah. and valid. Yeah, but it's, like, hard, I think, when you're in your own queer journey, you're like, oh, do I have a right to to say something while I'm also, like, figuring it out and catching up? Because it's, like, something so personal. Well, you very much do. I mean, because the thing is, too, is, like, if you're not, if you don't identify as something, it doesn't mean you can't be an ally, know more about it, Mm -hmm. um, seek to, like, relate to it. I mean, it would be, it would completely take away from civil rights, too. Like, just because we're not black or Latino, you know, that doesn't mean we can't stick up for other people's rights. It's Mm -hmm. just having basic empathy. But, like, the queer journey is a journey. Yes. <laughs> it is such a voyage. And, and it's first class all the way. Yeah. But it's, um, like, her, her tweet. Like, this is the thing. J.K. Rowling could have just stopped with a perfect record. Yeah. She, she had it all. She was the savior of children's book. <laughs> Like, she captivated us all with her magic from an early age. Pe- people are, like, with zodiac signs, and they're like, what's your what's your Hogwarts house? Yeah. What, what would the sorting hat say about you? <laughs> but the sorting hat would say about JK, 
Turf. <laughs> Big time. You're the house of turf, you evil witch. But so then she chooses to have awful conservative values. And for, for those of you listening, the tweet that started it all... She starts it with a, a, a sub-quote saying, people who menstruate, that's in quotes. I'm sure there used to be a word for those people. Someone help me out. Wumbin? Wimpened? Wumid? Like, she, just being very, like, yeah. obviously trite about it. <laughs> but then... <laughs> But then uh, she puts opinion below that, creating a more equal post-COVID-19 world for people Ugh. who menstruate. Uh, uh, so sh she, she's basically saying only women can menstruate. But hey, JK, that's the point. Men who transition to women or women who transition to men, like they're being women or they already have the ability to menstruate. Plus... What about women who can't menstruate? How do you explain yeah. that? It's like it's like people are like, oh, like women have boobs and a vagina. It's like okay, what about women who need a uh, mastectomy? Yeah. Are you saying because they have no boobs that they're no longer women then? Yeah. Like why are you being reductive and putting it to just body parts? Yeah. Well, for sure, and I feel like all of this is ignorance. All of this is a lack of. Uh, education and understanding from what she's speaking of and a lot of it too is this weird fear this weird like I feel like if people can't categorize you right easily if they if you're not something that fits into the box that they know it's like all of a sudden they attack you and it was like well aren't you the dumbass shouldn't maybe you be attacked for like not learning right or for for me not seeking the knowledge and all the way like already going on the defensive about something yeah like, yeah I mean one, I don't understand. If I saw people who menstruate, I'd be like, oh, like, I wouldn't feel the need to correct it. Like, that to me... Because there's no reason. Yeah, who cares? Like, it's like people menstruate. I got it. I get it. And I understand that, like, maybe if you live in a small town and stuff, that you might be blind or ignorant and you might not know this stuff. And that it's... I mean, but it's all out there for you on the internet. And she doesn't have a reason because I doubt... I have a very hard time believing that she has not met a trans person in her life. And she has to have. She, yeah, and all of in how successful she has been. I mean, there's so many queer folk involved in the Harry Potter community. I, I bet you one of the actors in Harry Potter has to be queer, if not trans. There's got to be somebody in the list of either extras or somebody. Yeah. And yeah. and isn't transitioning like the best form of like magic there is? Yeah. Like, right. Why would you not be? See, if she, if J.K. would have just stayed at people who menstruate that would have been progressive yeah like we would have been like thank you jk but then she's like i'm sure there's a word for that um <sighs> is it women it's like no oh there, there's so much wrong because yeah. and i feel like there's like it's weird but there is like a wave of like bad feminism that comes and almost destructs the trans movement, I feel like, of being like, oh, so we're going to say people who menstruate, so then we're not going to say women? And, like, what about women? You women can still say like, women. I know. I just think that people are, like, they get all mad about, they feel like 
giving other people rights is going to take away their rights. And it's like... That's we, never the case. I don't, we made up rights in the first place, you guys. They're not... <laughs> these, are, <laughs> these are intellectual, like, concepts. They're something that we, like, all got together with our minds. They're not physical entities. We can add more. It's like... Well, this uh, is a brain thing, not... For, well, and, and like personality like gender sex that's all a spectrum too Mm -hmm. like if you really break it down the fact that the whole binary system is an antiquated system Mm -hmm. and it's and like first off there's so many tangents yeah like because i'm just like ah but so so first like what what i was thinking about this like a like last week even and i was like Okay, let's just say, hey, hey, uh, transphobic person, let's just, let's just say that you're born a man, okay? Let's just say, just, just to, like, put you in our same hypothetical situation here. Good lord. (laughs) Um, let's just, let's just say you're born, why, why is it, is it outside of the realm of possibility to change into someone else? Like, mm-hmm. why is why is that hard to comprehend? Like, okay, maybe sexually, biologically, like, let's just say that, yeah, you're male, what, whatever. Why can't humans just evolve? Like, yeah. what, like, what's, what's wrong with that? Like, yeah. why, why, why are we expected to, like, stay something our whole life? And, and what's it to you? It's, it's always, yeah. it's people that are, like, always, like, cre- it's, like, macho like hyper masculine dudes who are always like creeped out if you even like call them a pussy or something but then they're the ones that are obsessed with what's in your pants yeah gender is what's in your pants first off it's not gender that's sex second off why are you thinking about what's in my pants yeah it's so weird it's because also like i mean if it wasn't possible people wouldn't be doing it right like if it wasn't something like and it's like that you can you can change like this and obviously you can let your doctor know because everybody's experience is unique, right? Like, and so when you talk to your doctor about something, because I think that's why so many people are like, oh, you have to be male or female so that it's easier for the doctor. And it's like, the doctor should just like know as much about your medical thing as possible. And that's why like, I'm very much against doctor visits that are like 10 minutes. It's like, you kind of need, 10 minutes is like you explaining what's wrong and where you are at this present physical moment. Like, oh, you're fine. (laughs) I'm not fine. I have two limbs missing. Yeah. And the other thing, it's like, I think it's because for so long, transitioning was looked at as a mental health issue. And I think there's been a war on any sort of like almost feminine process of that too. Because like a lot of women also got sucked into mental health because of the way moods happen because of hormones and the menstrual cycle. And it's this whole like weird thing that we're unlearning. I mean, and obviously it's so we could be like, oh yeah, conversion therapy is terrible and like electroshock therapy doesn't always work we can say that but we can't look and everybody can't come along and also agree that maybe how some doctors in the 1950 taking a very small white male sample size in like a middle-aged age group came to these conclusions right we couldn't say that with more research we found out more things 
Like, like people, you're absolutely right. Like, people somehow don't think that knowledge can be progressive. Like, what, but, uh, how, how come, like, you keep changing your, it's like, it's like the, when COVID was first happening and it's like, well, they said that masks didn't work and now they do. They don't even, it's because we learn new things and we adapt it. That's how knowledge works. I don't think you understand. You, you learn something, you adapt and you move on. That's how it works. Remember when homosexuality was deemed a mental illness? And I think DSM up to DSM three, I want to say. Yeah. And and like, remember when interracial marriage was considered a faux pas? We learn things as a society and we move on because exposure therapy to different people and ideas. And the fact that we're still stuck in this binary, which if you break it down and analyze, doesn't make sense. It's because like you said... We, we feel the need to categorize to make us feel more comfortable. Yeah. Who gives a shit how also, comfortable you feel? life is about being uncomfortable. That's the yes. biggest thing. Is like, unfortunately, if you want a life that's comfortable, I don't think it's out there. Because life is constantly throwing things. Everything is a dance between, like, you, other people, and then the universe itself. Yeah. Like, We're in a cosmic yeah. dance, girl. <laughs> definitely gay clubs on this cosmic dance floor. So, it... I don't understand. God is a yeah. woman. Yeah. I, um, don't, I don't understand why people are like this. Well, like, yeah. and it's there's so many gross double standards, especially and uh, among like toxically masculine men. But it's like, and of course, toxically feminine women, too. Mm-hmm. I don't discriminate. I think everyone can be toxic if there's not enough yeah. extremes. Anything extreme is bad. When, when they'll say like, Oh, it's gross if you're gay, but it's awesome if one two girls make out. Uh, <laughs> it's like, like, what are you talking about, dude? That too, though, is a responsibility of like the media for a long time. I've been going through and like watching some of these children's movies, old, you know, and like new. And there's a lot of it is like, that's what these like characters say. Like the cool guy at school says, oh, like lesbians, but stay away from me, homo. Right. And you're like, and they don't really... I mean, I think Glee was one of the first shows to start addressing stuff like that. And even then, it's Glee, which is its own, <laughs> its own monster truck of issues. Yeah. But, but it was like, it took a really long time for media to start I think, saying something differently and being like, okay, let's not honor this character anymore. And also, like, I was a big, I was in the Christian scene for a really long time. I was raised Christian, and I feel Me like too, they say all of this shit about, like, it's not natural, yet, like, it was happening way back in ancient Greece. It was uh, uh, also with a very similar story of that pillar of salt woman there, like, with uh, Eurydices uh, and everything. Yeah. It's, like, literally almost the same story. So how interesting is that, too? And, Christianity and, yeah. stole from fucking everyone <laughs> else. What are, what are you talking? It's not, you know, it's, it's not natural. Yeah. is your attitude towards like i don't i don't know what people mean by it's not natural uh, hey are we in nature yes because yeah. well and other animals are have queer tendencies there's like this i can't even remember i think there's like a couple of bats obviously there's insects there's all of these things that are like happening in nature the freaking seahorse carries the children like I male just, seahorses yeah. get pregnant and you're telling me that males are like if pregnancy is a feminine trait, then you're saying the that that that's why that's it's like square peg round hole mm-hmm. to constantly compare 
like there's only there's only two genders i guess it's to me from what i've heard of people who are like transphobic it seems like they just think that trans people are are living in a different reality and clearly they are the reality of like that things can right it's much cooler yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean i think they are looking at the world in two different things and it just sucks that like oh things are a sin because i feel like the message of christianity that i left with was that God loves you for who you are no matter what and that we were all sinners. And then it like everybody has turned on each other it feels like in this day and age and no one is safe. There's like no love. There's no unconditional love. There's no loving somebody through their own like ups and downs and journey of life. It's like everybody has to be perfect and fit into a concept that your tiny puny human brain made. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. But then no one's perfect at the same time because everyone's still a sinner. Even though they're perfect, but they're still a sinner, then what's the point of yeah. becoming Christian if we're always going to be a sinner? Yeah. Like, what What am I... Because if sinners go to hell, then apparently we're all going to hell. Yeah. So so what What am I working toward For here? Christianity, it was like, oh, you don't go to hell if you accept Jesus. And I kind of feel like there's an elitism in it, too, because it's like, oh, the... Only a couple of Christians are going to get in heaven. It's a narrow path, right? All these people are going to say, and it's like, but there's so many contributing factors. I was like, so God's going to send the Hindu and boy to hell because he he believes in these things because he was culturally raised and he never met anything and everybody else in his family believes this. And it was like, so that guy's doomed. It was like, seems like God messed up placing him in that house. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and then it's like, but then the Hindu boy is saved because in in his religion, then he's, since he's Hindu, then he's going to transcend into the next like higher level of samsara and become better. But then, but then Jesus is like, yeah, but you didn't accept me even though I apparently made everybody so I would make you that way. Yeah. Which is, is another thing. It's another transphobic comment I hate is you're, you're going against God to create, like he created you that way. Um, he created trans people then in order to find out who they were to yeah. transition that's also, part of the are journey. you the same person you were like three years ago you change your clothes and stuff like i think the hard thing is that we've used gender to categorize so much and for what right like for what to sell clothes yeah essentially. and it's like but you could just sell clothes in that the clothing is cool and the clothing is soft and the clothing is easily to wash right? like, yeah there's like a million just, other just ways be to gorgeous sell just how you want and why is it cool for women to be like quote unquote tomboys but then guys can't be more feminine yeah it's it's like and most girls seem to like a metrosexual guy if anything they seem to like a guy that takes pride in his appearance and it's like it's all a form of like self-care in your own journey and i just to me if this god is so loving and wonderful and so creative and is this big artist of the world I think he'd have to be a demon not to love a trans person because they're so fucking cool. For real. <laughs> and, and for them and for them to like go through all that pain to realize yeah. and then like accept it and then go toward where they need to be. That's so badass. And, and you're telling me that like God would be like, Psh, I didn't make you that way. Next to hell with you. No one knows what God, what it is in God's mind. Yeah. Like, let's just say there is one, okay? Like, no, why Why would you, a puny ant, Yeah. like, smaller than an ant, 
compared to this an infinite god yeah. what like why would you know what goes on in their mind like oh, yeah like, absolutely i would be very embarrassed to speak on behalf of god i'd be like I don't know. I think, I mean, like, in my gut, this is what's right. Yeah. Like, but I was like, I can't speak for whatever is governing the universe. But that's that's yeah. how everyone should think is, like, I don't understand it. I'm going to try and understand, but I can't speak for you. So yeah. if you say you're trans, then great. I'll accept that and learn from it. But also, if God is infinite, then God's also trans. Yeah. I God is the, also yeah. gay. Like yeah. God is God is everything. God's like, gay, bro. <laughs> yeah, God is so gay. God is intensely gay. Oh yeah, I mean, and he loves everybody, and we're all brothers and sisters. Sounds oh, very, very queer. We're all a family. <laughs> Yeah, it's there's just, there's yeah. so much hypocrisy. There it's, is a lot, and this is not to like shame any religion because I understand that that can be like a light in the dark for a lot of people. For me, it's just become. I feel like people just use it for so much hate that I've just kind of had to distance myself. I still feel like a very spiritual person, but I can't. I just can't abide by the hating of these wonderful people. Just because of who they have sex with. I was like, I think God would judge some of the people that you've slept with and the way that you've slept with them sometimes too. Like you need a coach, buddy. Yeah. And it's so, and it's hard because I feel like the whole AIDS crisis brought in more fear. Uh, and it was like, and it was clearly like an attack on the queer community. I think when AIDS was even, when AIDS even happened, right? Absolutely. Because like, there were no safe practices. And it's like, here's the reality is like, there are trans people, whether you like it, whether you agree with it or disagree with it or not, there are trans people here. So there's space in this world for them because they're here. And so they need their rights and they need the freedom to be themselves. You're so like, we need more people like you. Theo. <laughs> oh, like I, I actually, I follow this trans woman on YouTube named Samantha Lux. She's amazing. And she goes through a lot of her journey. Uh, she she even does makeup tutorials, oh. like a lot of cool stuff. And then apparently, like one of her newest videos, apparently someone made another YouTuber made like a transphobic video about her, being, and it was called Samantha Lux is not a woman. And then it was this like lame ass. I looked up that girl's Instagram. She's like a twenty year old wannabe photographer she's just like she constantly is misgendering and is like uh it's not it's not a it's not like a vaginoplasty it's penile inversion and it, like and it's like discounting and downgrading the entire process who has time to do these things that's, that's first of all that's my first thought every time i hear i'm like you went through this whole hate campaign like who to, i could barely i had to go against a school for discriminating against like racial stuff sexism stuff and it was like that ate up so much of my time but yeah. i still did other things and it wasn't like and that was so much it was like to be and that was like a different kind of like what i feel like these people do because they think they're doing this like psa and like erasing wrong people quotation marks <laughs> which is they think they think they're like saving people from <laughs> From, from the liberal agenda. Yeah, which I don't, I don't know. I, I understand, I'm more, I'm more for a decentralized government, uh, but, cause, but that relies on people being freaking nice to each other. Yeah. Right? Like that kind of, I'm all for an increase in our communities and going more locally. I get that. These people, when somebody's 
trans. They're not saying you have to be trans or we can't be friends, right? That's not what's happening. I don't know why you're stuck in eighth grade, people, but I'm just going to tell you, I don't think that's what's happening. And if there's any influence, it's like, odds are that person was already trans and that's just like, uh, always has been. And that was just the the confirmation that they needed that they could do it. Just like when you see somebody who beats depression or like finishes first at the Olympics, right? Or wins a game at the NFL. When people do certain things, that's what inspires them. But the choice of that is is on the individual person. Like, yes, I think TV can maybe condition and brainwash you, but if you are alert in the first place, you're always filtering your thoughts. And if you're not, if you're, by getting brainwashed in the first place is you, that's already a part of you that is damaged and you're shutting down and just accepting things and not saying, is this really for me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that that's okay to like, just, just because it doesn't apply to you, it doesn't mean that you can't think it applies to other people. Like you don't know what people are going through until they say something about yeah. it or until you ask them about it. Like, it shouldn't be a big deal. And I know people argue that like, oh, like I think this was JK Rowling's argument. I remember it was that she was scared that men were going to go in disguised as women to the women's bathroom and molest children. And it was like, I'm going to tell you something as a child that was molested. This is already happening. And all of my molestations have been from straight guys. And and guaranteed too, like guys would not go through the trouble of dressing. They would just go into a woman's bathroom to molest. Yeah. Already also, planning. why is your child alone in a public bathroom? That's maybe the first step to to avoid that situation. Yes. But, but, even if she's 11, you should be close by. There should not be enough time that sex has had, a molestation and rape has happened, and you haven't checked on your kid in the bathroom. That's bad parenting. But see, what you're using right now is what's called logic. <laughs> Because you actually take time to think about these things and adapt and you're knowledgeable. Whereas people who think these transphobic and reductive things don't use their brain if they have one. Or are what what I consider the worst kind of people willfully ignorant. There's almost an infinite amount of knowledge out there. And there, it's incre- data is increasing every day exponentially. So for you to like not understand something and like st- like let it stagnate, yeah. that's that's completely on you and it's completely poisonous. I'm also of the opinion as like a poet too that you're not going to understand everything usually at the first go. Some things don't make sense until years later. Some things don't come into picture until you go through another personal journey until you walk in somebody's shoes. But it's just like I don't understand the way that people have made these transphobic comments and even like JK Rowling's tweet. It, there is like this like hate and bitterness and we're all like carrying it around because I think for a while it was like trendy to be this like edgy, mean person. And I feel yeah. like we need to break this trend and accept like more love into the hearts of people and be unafraid of like being yourself, unafraid of like having your heart on your sleeve and unafraid because... I think that is what all of these comments really go is like their fear because now you're realizing that you can be that there there are less things that hold you back right that you have the power 
I think that's really why people fear trans people is because they've realized they have a power to choose who they are. And it's that power of choice that I think is frightening to people. I definitely am in my own crisis about that of like, oh, I can control my own. It's been a huge thing. The mind is yeah. a very incredible weapon and also an incredible tool. Yeah. But also like they're scared of trans people because they're like, oh, they're living a life that's completely free and without need to impress others. Yeah. They're just doing and it able to, to face them. all of the hate that we know, unfortunately, is out there, too. And that's, like, that's strength. Yeah, no, it, like, trans trans people are the strongest by far. Mm-hmm. Like, queer people are the strongest. Especially and if you're doing, like, surgeries and stuff. Even uh, any sort of surgery at all. Whew, I <laughs> yeah. props to you. Because the status quo, for the most part, is just, like... I have to live this way. My parents told me to live this way. I can't let them down, so I have to be this. And then they see someone who, like, is living freely in the way they... It's like, well, that's not what what I was taught, and, like, I can't be that, so I'm just going to hate it. Uh, Instead of admiring it or just being, like, proud, you can't be... You have to hate it. Like, yeah. You shouldn't have to dim other people's light for yours to shine. You should always be allowed... Like, everybody should be able to shine freely. I feel like there is enough room for everybody on this earth and people don't like understand that. Like we, we're like weirdly competitive with each other. And according to capitalist principles, we're only supposed to be competitive uh, with like business. So yeah, <laughs> like there's no, why is there a moral capital? Yeah. Uh, like, and, and that's what, that's just what's insane. Cause like, so after JK's initial tweet, there was a, a backlash as they're good like yeah, good they should have yeah. been um like daniel radcliffe rupert grant emma watson uh they they all um were in support of trans people jk Rowling, like you would think that she would have like tried to backtrack and no no she she went ahead and doubled down and she posted on her twitter um a link to a store that sells a bunch of anti-trans merchandise. Um, s- s- with I don't like, understand. How could you write these all these books based on World War II about Nazis, where they literally took gay people to concentration camps, where they literally killed millions of Jewish people, and then you're gonna you're gonna do anything even remotely like what a dumb bitch. So, uh, absolutely, yeah. no. You're you're absolutely right. She's an absolute. She's a she's a complete nerf herder um but um then so then there was another backlash people were like jesus christ jk what the hell are you thinking she triples down and writes an entire book about a serial killer who dresses up as a woman to oh, kill yeah. people uh, under her uh, pseudonym robert galbraith uh, and um, the funny thing too is like so to sell these books they made her do jk so that they would think she was a man right she's going under all these other male names like the irony and just the fucking goal and audacity of this is also so cringy but yeah yeah it, it's i mean it, that that's why the hypocrisy always happens when you don't have full thoughts about something yeah. Like, that's why they say, like, if, if you're telling the truth, you never have to remember a thing in your life. So, like, if you if you have consistent logic and reason, you're not going to have to constantly, like, eat your own tail. Yeah. Which is, is, is what happens with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, 
the the whole like trans transfo all, all these people and like we know what all these people what I'm talking about politically, like it's it's people that never think anything is a problem until it happens to them. And I've witnessed this personally so many times. Like, oh yeah, like it's not even a problem because like I I don't see it. I, I, yeah. I, I've gotten into the these conversations. But the world is bigger than you. The world is so much bigger than you. So much. And the, it's the I whole, like... I have no idea what's going on in Thailand right now. I have no idea what's going on in Mexico. I have no idea what's yeah. going on in Canada. I, but, but I barely it, know what's going on in Los Angeles. <laughs> For real. So it, it's the whole God mind thing. It's yeah. like you don't know what's in God's mind if you're the creation. But I've had these conversations where I'd be like... So I was talking to somebody and... He was saying how it's a shame that gay people have to, like, hide and stuff like that. I was like, well, there's a lot of... It's hard to, like, come out because there's a lot of oppression and hatred and violence. And he's like, not... I don't know what you're talking... Like, what do you mean there's, a like, not really anymore? Like, no, it happens no, all it the time. yeah. And he's like, well, I don't really see it. And so I was like, yeah, but you're not in the LGBT community. And then he says... Um, what, like what, you guys are segregating yourselves? And I'm like, no, it's a community of all, he's like, oh, so if you're not segregating, then I'm part of the LGBT community. Not if like, you, dude, don't you don't do any get effort it. or education and understanding and allyship. You can't just like, you, yeah, you can't just be like, I, I helped in this movie because I recommended it, right? Yeah. <laughs> then you didn't really help with the movie. I mean, like, you did in a very small, infinite amount of The rate. tiniest yeah, the way. The tiniest way, but you can't, yeah. I don't think that they're segregating. It's like, basically, they started that community so that gay people wouldn't kill themselves because of the fucking violence and threats and bullying that would come on. And so that they would have a place to go to feel safe and that they're not alone and that they're not crazy because everybody gaslights you when you address homosexuality especially in small towns that are very like christian is the big identifier yeah uh, and honestly what i guess pisses me off is that the original translation of men should not lie with men it's not man it's boy yeah and it was all about pedophilia from the very beginning which i feel like that's what everybody's afraid of and it was like so you're afraid of pedophilia but we have a different word for pedophilia and we have a different world for homo like homosexual we have two different words for two different reasons because they are different things just like the original translation of virgin and in that was just young woman yeah it wasn't virgin because no one can have a baby and be a virgin you idiot <laughs> yeah good lord oh um my gosh. so they 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 just, they just have like no no grasp on on reality it's like they they think that if it doesn't happen to them, then somehow it doesn't exist. And that's, mm -hmm. that's absolutely horrible. Yeah. Like, um, so JK Rowling is just done. Yeah. Like I, I stopped giving a fuck about, like I, I, I won't even do Harry Potter reference. And people are like, what house are you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore, please. Yeah. <laughs> like this, this is, it's not fun. Like, just what's behind it? Yeah. Like, because there's so there's so many people that are just like, like whenever an athlete or an actor says their opinion, it's like they should stick to sports and, and acting. But then, of course, when when they get their opinions validated, then it's like they have such a strong freedom of speech. I'm using that right. Uh, it's so American. I'm coming. 
But it's like these, if you speak out about this hate, it is dangerous. Like, I do think you have to, especially when you're powerful and you go into like hate speech and these mean things, because it does have an effect on people. That is something that it's like when you say something mean to somebody, they might carry that around forever. And they do. Yeah. And it's. People will remember. Yeah. And it's a very hard thing to forget. And then it's like, so now you are the voice that pretty much they, they hear when anything ever goes wrong right now you're added. And if it goes to a lot, then there's like a whole crowd of voices happening. And how hard is it to operate your life when you had that? And it's just like, uh, we all just need to be, uh, kinder to each other and not transphobic. (laughs) And people forget that. And it's like, what, what's so hard about people like being who they need to be. And, and I, I hate that. I hate how they they use science. They're like, uh, it's it's basic biology, which is why you can't be trans. First off, anytime anytime science comes up in conversations, somehow you think that it's a hoax and a lie. Like climate change doesn't exist to you, evolution doesn't exist to you, the Big Bang is a hoax. But of course, when it suits your needs. And it comes to trans. Oh, that's when science is a savior. Oh, yeah. oh love to hear it. And then uh, second off, uh, you're just doing the basic bio. You're bad bio 101, the binary. Uh, accordion it out. It's never been binary, dude. Like if you go into chromatic studies, uh, if you if like hormonal studies, it's there, there's so many other genders and like splashes of hormones that goes on the trans brain uh how that uh, like that acts differently than a cis brain these are studies that are done by genuine legit scientists assholes not not people like i i I hate when amateurs think that they know more than experts and it's called the dunning-kruger effect in psychology where Somehow, if you know one tiny thing about it, then they think they know everything about it. And we all know people on different degrees who act like that. Like, uh, you'll teach them something and then somehow they'll think that they can teach you way more about it. Even though it's just like day one. Yeah. It's just like, dude, just freaking listen like, yeah, and that's the thing. Stop it's like using you're gonna science judge, against you're gonna judge a trans person, but you're not even gonna get to know them and who they are. And that's like that's how Jesus, who everybody follows, that's how Jesus worked. Jesus didn't care what kind of sinner you were, right? Jesus got to know you and led by example. Yeah, and that was what it was. And um, it bothers me so much that people can't just like get to know people and. Just shut the hell up. I think every homophobe and transphobe's punishment should be to have a kid that's queer. <laughs> I, I hope I hope all of their kids, homophobes and transphobes, if you listen, then I hope you're, the kid that you have turns out to be on in the alphabet mafia because then you're going to have a fucking reckoning and it's going to be beautiful, <laughs> full of rainbows and glitter and color and it'll spice up your freaking boneless skinless chicken ass life. <laughs> God, do get some seasoning on there. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable, but it it's yeah, people need to like just listen. 
Uh, shut shut the hell up and stop thinking that you know more than the experts And do. just keep it open mind. I feel like that's a big thing. People are always so worried of, oh, I'm going to get it open mind and then I'm going to like lose everything, right? I'm going to lose myself. And it was like, you can hear somebody and still have yourself and you have boundaries. Obviously, I don't expect some people to make overnight changes. I know things are going to work. I yeah. probably have accidentally misgendered people so much time and it's not on purpose. It's just like, I'm catching, I'm catching up, right? I'm catching up on how to do stuff. And sometimes I always feel bad when I see these Facebook posts and they're like, by now you should know my gender. And I was like, I didn't know their gender. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm ruining the world. <laughs> You're one of them. I was like, oh. but I, and I think that is, it's like, we have to, we've been conditioned to carry around this hate by society for a long time. And it is, we're unlearning it. And I mean, I hope JK Rowling does. I've been, I've been out of her from the way that she has handled Dumbledore's queerness. It was like, she made all this thing. It's like, she wanted to be in a liberal agenda to sell books. And then it's like, then I don't, then I'm going to drop that and pretend that I don't care about that. It's like, if you were going to, if you're going to say these things and, and support for this cause, it better be this cause that you believe in, right? And not something that, like, why make Dumbledore gay if you hate trans people? Exactly. Like, and why would you not want to try and, and be more progressive? Like, let's just say it's for capitalist reasons to sell more books. You know the trajectory society's going on. Why would you go the opposite direction? And also, I just... For me, I don't understand why it matters. I don't understand. It's like, and even if, like, it dare say a trans person rapes a child or whatever, I don't, I don't really see that going on. Also, it's like the trans population is small, so the percentage of that happening has to be relatively small in comparison to it happening in all genders, right? Oh, yeah, like in yeah. the United States, it's, uh, I want to say... Three percent of people um, are trans. Yeah. So, and I think honestly, the percentage of pedophiles is. I think it's higher. I think it's at least seven percent from what I remember. Uh, so definitely like, more pedos. Than yeah, trans. there's more pedos than trans people, and also that's the problem that you want to address. And I have not seen a lot of solutions to solving childhood rapes, to rape in general. And it was like, if that is the issue at hand that you are so worried about, that you think this is a big disguise about, that issue is the foundational issue you need to correct. And you are, you are going off on a path that it doesn't solve it. It's never going to solve it. It would be a, not even an effective band-aid because that's not where the problem is originating at. The problem is originating at with these toxic ideals of masculinity and, and not teaching women to, like, understand their surroundings and learning more defensive skills uh, to be better prepared to handle stuff like this. And also just learning how to control your own sexual hormones so that you're not, like, you don't feel is that justified. So tough? It's not. I mean, clearly they can teach women to do it. Clearly they can teach gay people to do it. Like, what is happening? I don't know, but... Like, but but that that's that's the pro lifers. They're they're so they're so pro life, and we have to protect. You're pro life, but you're gonna try to say that they're somebody's gay, and so basically they don't deserve to live. How pro life is that? So then every life counts, no matter who they are, right? You don't know the baby you're not aborting is gay. <laughs> like, but again, it's it's hypocrisy. Like they they don't yeah. actually care about it unless it directly affects them. And so. I don't understand because it does directly affect you. Everybody is living on this world with you. You don't know who you're going to run into. And 
in some way, if you really believe that everybody is brother and sister, like God said, then they are a part of you. So it does matter. They're all sharing this earth. Like everybody matters. Your voice matters. So what you say with it counts. Well, yeah, like, like very ironically, uh, pro-lifers are not at all humanist. They, they, they just love the title because that's what God said they wanted. Yeah. Ugh. So many frustrating things. Yeah. So many. But, uh, like, they're out there. Queer people are out there. Um, Love they, them. <laughs> we, we do. And so catch up with the freaking times. Yeah. Or if you can't, if you really think it's wrong, just mind your own business, right? Don't... If you really think it's wrong, God will punish them, right? If, if you really, truly believe that. Um, but I think what's wrong is that people aren't as accepting and can't love people just because they're not the same as them. Well, and and it, again, it's exposure. Like, they'll want to get to know somebody if it's right in front of their face. Like, if they have no choice but to... Look like if it's compelling enough for them to get to know, then it'll happen, and then the hate will go down more and more. But there's there's so much work to be done. Mm-hmm. It's it's unbelievable. Like, and, and trans has always been around. Like that that's the thing is like none of these concepts are new. It's just they're new in the social awareness. Yeah. Like, people are finally feeling comfortable enough. Well, we have a lot more... It's easier to spread knowledge now with the internet, and there is more, like, free thought, free press with the internet's revival. Yeah, so... So... I think... I do believe that we will get there, but we do need to say that we need to examine that the hate of trans people is hate, right? And that is the problem, is that we need to... We need to let go of hate because that's not a place to work from, I feel like. No, it's so it's so stagnant and you just like, you look like a, a freaking white raisin <laughs> when you do that. And it's like, it's, it's like, just, just do some learning. Like, get off your, get off your mobile games and like, put down the controller, like, turn off the TV. Just, just think about the world for a little bit and mm-hmm. like, get to know people. Like get out, get outside. Some of you pasty white assholes, <laughs> just get outside for God's sake. Like look around. Like clothes have no gender, makeup has no gender, and this is just this isn't even want. opinion. This yeah. is hardcore fact. Because they're not sexual beings. First off, makeup or <laughs> yeah. First of all, they don't even have the same parts. No. <laughs> well, and and people are only putting it in a scope of America, so regionally. But if you go based historically and then geographically, there's so many different countries that have what would be considered here a dress on a man, or like there's so many. You know how many yeah. South Korean guys wear makeup because it's it's like the hot and cool thing to do. Yeah, like makeup. And it's fun. It's like an art. Yeah. It's so fun. You get to you get to paint your face. You do it all the time, <laughs> and you're and you're gorgeous. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> like makeup is so much fun, and like so, so like the, you you can't you can't just say that you can't just say that something is male or female when around the world. It's completely spectrumized. Mm-hmm. 
And and only the people. It, it's only in countries that think it's like binary that have the most problems. Like, dude, just let people be people, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's unbelievable. Anyway, let's talk about Harry Potter. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the Half like, Prince, the movie now, not the movie that is life. And besides, the, besides, like all endless, that aside, yeah. J.K. Rowling is otherwise a good person. Yeah. Like, well, besides being an absolute horrible transphobe piece of shit. And I hope she person. learns. I hope she learns from this. That's my, my, I don't know if she will, but I hope that she, she does. I hope that she can get to know a trans person and see, she's got to do the Atticus thing of, like, in To Kill a Mockingbird, where you got to just walk around in somebody else's shoes. And once you get to know people, you can't hate them. Like, I'm... Well, and uh, if you can make up the fact that Dumbledore is gay without any scene, <laughs> you can make up that a character is trans. Yeah. I don't know. I've what been the reaching big deal for this is. Dumbledore gay stuff. Don't worry, we're gonna get it. Yeah. So, it's this movie starts with Harry hitting on this cool hot girl in the cafe, but then he's gotta bounce because Dumbledore is there to claim him. And I always think it's very interesting because he's like kind of a total tool when he hits on this girl he's like such like a player boy yeah getting into this like turf kingdom (laughs) (laughs) um and then but this conversation is so sexual for a children's movie she's like oh yeah 11 that's when i get off and it's like very it's heavy and she's like oh you can tell me all about that tosser harry potter i honestly think we should tell more people tossers more oh let's call people tossers yeah when you're mad at somebody i've just been like doing these phrases from harry potter that i think are way better than saying swear words or like telling people to die i'm like call them a foul git call them a tosser yeah (laughs) this is a safer world you can still express yourself we know we're mean but it's also not too bad to be called a tosser no and and it's colorful too yeah also harry has been reckless this summer which Dumbledore says because he literally had like a picture uh the daily prophet with the moving pictures out in front of muggles harry potter doesn't give a fuck i guess no he's he's <laughs> over it he, he had all of his angst in the fifth one so sixth one he's he's hot and ready like yeah. a little caesar's <laughs> five bucks a pizza <laughs> please sponsor me little caesar's the pizza chooses the wizard <laughs> yes feels so sad when i see poor dumbledore's blackened hand would you yeah. have sex with somebody with a blackened hand um, I mean, Mitch McConnell also had a blackened <laughs> hand, so he was off hunting horcruxes, apparently. But, you know... Uh, he have, he's probably building them, knowing how terrible <laughs> Oh, <he> yeah. Is. <laughs> he is one, for God's yeah, sake. Oh, my God. Um, I... I, I don't think I could use just that criteria. Yeah. It really depends on the person, because if they had, like, a withered hand, but then... The rest of them was like on top of stuff. I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> can do it, yeah. Like, I can yeah. deal with your withered hand. I think I would just start crying. Like, I had this whole, I, it's terrible of me. I'm admitting that I'm terrible. But I had this whole thing of like, I love Asian guys. I think they're beautiful. But when I kiss them, I think about Hiroshima. And then I like see their face. And I don't know what I did to do this. But I feel so terrible. And that there's been a lot of times where it was like, I can't do it. Because it's like, I keep thinking about Hiroshima and the terrible Why? things that America did. I don't, because I think of like just the images and then I always think of the effect that it just has on people. And I like, I, I had no choice, obviously, of what we left a bomb down, but I'm like, I know what that did to your country, right? And like all of this, like, I know what it did to that just community. I know how terrible America is to Asians, right? And it was like in this, this whole thing that I just feel like so apologetic for that it's very hard to be like, 
sexually turned on. I was like, I want to talk about like, like, like how America screwed you. You're getting cock-clocked <laughs> by history? Yes. <laughs> Damn. It was just terrible. I'm so sorry. I'm working on it. I've <laughs> never like, heard someone be like that. I am a fucking freak. That's uh, crazy. Uh, speaking of fucking freaks, then we see Slughorn, who has turned himself into an armchair, uh, talking oh, about yes. treating men like objects. Um, but... The dragon's blood gave him away. Dumbledore, like, just literally, like, tasted blood. Dumbledore's a real kinky freak. Oh, yeah. He's into blood play. <laughs> yes. Um, but Slughorn has these, like, collections of students, which I always think is weird when teachers, like, do that. When they're like, oh, I have this, like, select group, but catch me feeling, like, grateful if I was chosen. <laughs> right? Yeah. Which is terrible. Um I feel like every teacher should treat each student like equally, right? And like, ha- and then like each bond with the student is special. But I understand that it doesn't always work that way, and so we a select few. But I also hate it because uh, it's so it is so important to have that like special bond with the teacher. Yeah, you don't want to feel elite. Yeah, you don't. It's, it's amazing. Then, yeah, it's. I wish that there were more teachers that were like dead poet society, <laughs> right? and there's not, and it's rough. You can be the change you want to see in the world. Yes, except I have to go get a degree with what money. <laughs> so please donate to this podcast. Please, <laughs> Patreon. Oh, yeah. But basically, Dumbledore, like, dangles Harry Potter in front of Slughorn and is like, Harry Potter here is, uh, you know, one of a kind. And then Slughorn's like, fine, I'll come back to teach. Please give me a raise, though. He's like, these are mad times. Uh, clearly, the times have not changed because these times are still mad. Uh, so then he goes to the Weasley's house. Hermione is there. And I always wonder, I was like, did her and Hermione, like, did Ron and Hermione, were they banging during this time? Were they doing, like, were they maybe fooling around just a little? Or was it just all... No, I think the tension was still still very much there. Yeah, because the tension didn't really break until the 7th. Yeah, I guess for the first time. But it's, like, hard because you both, you know, as the reader, and as that they they love each other so much. Just kiss already. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is that. Even though he's such a jerk to her in the entire... I know. Uh, but his mom doesn't even think it's good to go back to Hogwarts, and even Hermione's muggle parents know that something's up. They shouldn't go back to Hogwarts because J.K. Rowling is. A tar- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not safe to go back, you guys. Um, just kidding. But then they argue, what could be safer than Hogwarts? Dumbledore is there, and he's like, you know, he's fine. He's. They, they're saying that Dumbledore is gone old like that he's like rubbish now and they're like what no he's something like 150 <laughs> well yeah they always have like these crazy ages and yeah. you're like damn they're old i know they do that in the bible like abraham was like 900 years old i'm like what what happened so as time went on we st- we lived to like only 100 <laughs> or- which that that's why it's so insane to yeah. me like but then you don't believe in climate change or that there's like the atmosphere but you can like- think that methuselah <laughs> is 990 yeah, yeah that makes sense cool. my midlife crisis <laughs> at 462 years old oh i think it would be miserable to be that old would you all are all his friends also that old do they just keep to- all the debt oh my god i would i'm 900 years young how does that how do your lungs work <laughs> Because <laughs> because God God keeps you alive. God is all. <laughs> so then Malfoy's mother and Bellatrix go to Snape, and they're like, Voldemort wants wants Draco to kill Dumbledore. Oh, like himself? Oh, yeah. Damn! Yeah, kill great. yourself, Draco Malfoy. <laughs> love Voldemort. What, 
What a price. Well, I think he knows he knows it's a suicide mission when he sends it on it. I mean, I don't think he for a minute thinks that Draco is going to be able to kill Dumbledore. He's doing that so that Lucius uh, probably loses a son because Voldemort's evil. So Bellatrix is like, I don't believe you, Snake. Make an unbreakable vow. Do it. You won't. Um, and then, uh, and I get it because, like, he could be a snake. He's been working uh, with Dumbledore all of this time. Oh. So... Like, I mean, and he is technically a snake this entire time. He was working with Dumbledore. Snape's so. a snake. Yeah, yeah, for real. Bellatrix was on to something. The Snape charmer. Yeah, <laughs> for real. But Snape's like, with his ego, he's like, okay, bitch, bring out your wand. Let's do it. Damn. Like, I'm ready to Unbreakable vow time. Yes. Um, and then we see, even though Diagon Alley is like all messed up from the Death Eaters, Fred and Weasley, the Fred Weasley, Fred and George, they have the amazing joke shop. I want to like live in that shop or work there forever. It's amazing. <laughs> it's so cool. And we also find out that Jenny is dating Dean Thomas uh, and Ron tries to buy something from the shop and they're like, uh, yeah, it's still five gallons. Like you don't get a family discount, which is brutal. <laughs> would you feel sad if your family had a family business and they didn't give you a discount a little bit yeah but yeah it feels bit. like you need at least like 10 percent at least give me yeah. something yeah, give me a, a tiny right cut yeah or at least for my birthday give me a gift card for real <laughs> uh and i hate in this movie though and they do it with all the other movies too they always make fred and george speaking we uh unison and it's like Twins don't speak in unison <laughs> just because they look, the, they're not the same person. They just look similar. They don't, they're not going to say the same thing all the time. Yeah, but if JK doesn't think trans people are, are real, yeah. then I, I doubt she's an expert on yeah. twinship they either. They poorly researched twins. So I am I, so much poor research. <laughs> so much poor research. I, I'm not surprised. I wonder too where they get their wands now because Ollivander is like not there. So I'm like, I don't know. Are they like, can you like, like now with muggles you can get your like one ship to be uh, online you like go to the ordering store you're like i hope this one moves the books i have no idea <laughs> i have no test trial i'm just gonna have to uh, or, i hope this is the right size wand <laughs> I, I guess this one okay yeah i also i don't know if she gets, i think she gets it in the movie i loved the pygmy puffs in the books they were like these like Fluffy little pastel gerbils. Yeah. Um, adorable. I want one. <laughs> you, you should have Luke get you one. I know. I think I went to Harry Potter World and I've gotten one one time and they like ring the bell and tell you its name. It's very special. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I said, ring a bell and then apologize to a trans person. Anyway, so Harry comes in and he's actually finally right about Draco Malfoy this time because Draco Malfoy is a Death Eater, but no one believes him. But so Harry's like going to use his invisibility cloak and he sneaks in and it's so crazy because Draco's like, oh, I would have rather pitched myself off of the Astronomy Tower this year than come back to Hogwarts. And then it's like, oof, hint, 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 Like, hint. why would you do that, Draco? <laughs> what about the Why would you claim tower? suicidal tendencies <laughs> rather than having another year at Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just like hinting to his plan, like, ooh, foreshadowing in the sixth ooh. book. Ooh, a literary device. Amazing. But then Malfoy is wiser this year and he goes, it's rude to eavesdrop Potter and he stuns Harry Potter and then breaks his nose. Uh, and he's like, that's for my father because his father got, uh, I think, in trouble 
with the Ministry of Magic because they saw him in the last movie. Um, but also, it's kind of his father's fault that he was being a Death Eater. But... I mean, that, that says it all. Yeah. Draco is a neo-Nazi, for 100%. He's a Trump supporter, yeah, big time. Yeah, he's rough. He's he would have rough. been at the Capitol riot. Yeah. <laughs> My father will hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> Draco is Baron Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, great stuff. <laughs> uh, but Luna ends up finding Harry, thank goodness, because he would have just been like back on the train because of wax spurts. Uh, yeah. I love Luna Lovegood. She is my spirit animal. Uh, and then they're all doing like name checks to get into school, almost like airport security to get into Hogwarts this year. And Professor Flitwick asks for Harry's name and Harry's like, you've known me for like five years. Is like hurt. But Harry, this is the airport now. TSA doesn't care if you go every year to Bali. Yeah. Don't they know about <laughs> yeah. polyjuice potion? <laughs> yeah. It's like Come you have on. to. Although I feel like if you had got polyjuice potion, you would at least know the name of the person you were doing it. It's a rookie move if you don't know. Snape vouches for why Malfoy is late. Surprise, surprise. Because they are going to have like pretty much yes. a bromance this entire time. Uh, and Luna is like, oh, I've done toes, so I think it could fix your nose, but I like it broken. Uh, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen a broken nose. I do kind of weirdly and probably terrible think that it is hot when people like fight, right? Like, or like when they like have survived a fight, like, yeah. or they would be willing to fight. I don't really want somebody who would go into fights uh, in my life at all because I would be worried for their safety. I would also be like, I don't think violence is the answer. But I do think there is this weird attractive quality for somebody who can who can fight for themselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like not just snap off at any moment. Yeah, either. yeah, no, but somebody who like like for say if like a trans person was being beat up, right? It's or like your gay person at school is getting beat up by like the jocks or whatever. Somebody that goes in to save, I would have been like writing in my diary every day and be like, uh, dear diary, I found the person I'm going to marry today. <laughs> he is our queer superhero. <laughs> <laughs> um, or she, I don't discriminate against stuff. Good. But, yeah. And then Hermione is like worried sick and literally like beats up Ron speaking of violence because he he's just like eating while Harry is like moved on. Ron does not go for no he's like if harry's not coming that's like his problem i however i'm gonna stuff my face <laughs> <laughs> literally me ron is a stress eater though maybe so <laughs> i've been there um, either a stress eater or overcompensating for being poor yeah he, he eats whatever he can yeah well probably that's true yeah because they probably don't have a lot of food at the borough and then so when it's at hogwarts he's like i can just eat eat, eat. which is like i grew up in a poor family every time i was i was at a spread i was on and people are like jesus what like i'm like yeah i've never been able to eat till i'm like full like i can only eat little amounts they was used to say like you eat like the french like because it's like every two hours i guess and i was like that's how i like to eat though (laughs) i like my food is my friend it's always there Uh, food will never deny you yeah (laughs) i love you food (laughs) but jenny then is like why is harry covered in blood why is he always covered in blood and it's like is he i don't feel like i could count on the top of my hands how many times harry potter has had his own blood it's not like he's like menstruating jenny at least that we know people who menstruate (laughs) yeah (laughs) why are they always covered in blood (laughs) that's your tweet jk rowling that was the tweet you should have made you were so close jk you were that close to being on maybe brand. she's just maybe it was supposed to be this whole comedic bit and it's just been like a failure she's just like trying comedy and it's just been like strike bombing over. after bombing and Oof. she's like Oof, I, i've been there now <laughs> she is a death eater yeah Oof. 
And then uh, I feel I hate this year and I hate this book because Snape is the dark arts professor. And every time that happens, my stomach is like drops when it is. You like know this is going to be a tough year. Um, and they Dumbledore claims, uh, even though people I think by this time they believe it, but they're all they talk about like Voldemort is Voldemort and your Hogwarts. You know, it's more likely than you think yeah. <laughs> like, it, it is happening. Uh, and Dumbledore, I love this quote, though, that the greatest weapon is you. That is, I feel like, very strong. Very motivational. Yes. Because I feel like it in my life, the most examples, like, you are going to have to fight most of your battles. Unfortunately, like, there's not going to be a Harry Potter that saves you. You are your Harry Potter against your own personal Voldemorts. So... The world yeah. won't always be at your service yeah. you to defend yourself. Yeah, sometimes it is going to be independent, uh, especially the way that this world is, like wants globalization but seems more isolated than ever right yeah um but mcgonagall is like um harry aren't you going to be an auror so why don't you take potions and he's like oh my grade wasn't good enough for snape which is like awful that you depending on the grade that you make in the previous year you can't learn new knowledge like yeah that's, this is a terrible remedial potions yeah that you couldn't go or you couldn't do like it at a slower pace at your academic level like people should never be prohibited from learning new things that's classic yeah but snape <laughs> has some politics in there yeah so. but, but luckily I, slugworth is the potions to yeah and six. so it's good for him and then they take ron because he's too happy yeah. to stare oh, this person looks too happy let's give them some knowledge <laughs> oh my god let them be happy guys so then they wrestle for the nice book but harry ends up getting the like disheveled book yeah and the first day of class they're making a love potion and i love that hermione's love potion is freshly mown grass parchment spearmint toothpaste what a specific very minty yes very and very like spring summer's day right i would have thought she was like maybe an autumn girl but no she's spring <laughs> she's uh, a springy lady yeah springy as her curly brown hair yes and then Slughart has the Felix Luck Potion, and he's like, you can win it this class if you brew living death. I love that he's also like a game show host. He's like, oh, here you go. Here's Felix Felicis. Yeah, although that is probably very motivating for like students as a teacher to be like, here's a prize at the end. Yeah, liquid yeah. luck. Definitely people who are like not a homework person, they'd be like, I will do it for a $20 Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> like, I'll go. <laughs> um, but Hermione's book says like, oh, you're supposed to like cut this ingredient. But Harry says to crush it. And that's what works. And so Hermione's like, no, the book says to cut it. You know, and Harry's like, no, no, no. Right. And is like doing like, this. Like, my book yeah. says it. Which is always interesting, too. It's like. Finding your own twist on things that makes things better rather than, like, following the strategic rules in place. Yeah. It, like, bending the rules sometimes make... That's how things get discovered. And it's also good for maybe Hermione to not be the best at everything for once in her life. That's definitely, I think, can spoil you when you're at the top and then you don't realize, like, how much you actually have to learn because you've been setting your own standard bar by being at the top all the time. Like you know surpassing your own even expectations and like so for the first time in his life harry is like good at potions right? finally yeah. which this is a year to do that yeah and it's like good to find like a new skill it's something that he was like repressed with probably having snape as a teacher too and that's like 
why having a good teacher is so important because it can make you hate the thing that you're actually good at. Oh, for real. Yeah. And the weird thing is that this book this whole time is Snape. And so it's like, so Snape could have been this good teacher. He could have learned from him. But, but I think because of like the trauma that Snape was inducing him, you know, and like, and the just like punishing him for his dad's actions, how that affected his like learning. Cause he always felt, came into class and like felt hated. I definitely don't learn well hated at all. Like just because yeah. James acted up yeah. and, and bear, like, it doesn't mean that you have to hold a grudge. Mr. Paltrow. Oh, it's so dumb. But then Slughorn is curious I always think it's weird when teachers are like, oh, are you going out with this person? I think I've only had it happen only like twice in my life. A really? teacher asked me out of a boyfriend, but it is always kind of weird. It's like, why is it your business, Miss Crinkle? Right? <laughs> I take it it was Miss Crinkle. Right <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I don't even remember any of my high school teachers' names, to be honest, for their own safety. Because I didn't have any good high school teachers, really. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I didn't go in a great school system, but... Slughorn asks if Harry and Hermione are banging, and he's like, no, we're just pals, but we're going to awkward. Also, they're still underage, Slughorn, so... <sighs> Creepzoid. Um, so then we've been going into the Pensieve, and we see Voldemort, who was orphaned and is in this orphanage, and he never has visitors, and he has all these bad uh, interactions and incidents with all the other children in the orphanage, mm -hmm. uh, which is... Man, I always wonder, like, is, was Trump the same, right? Did Trump have, like, what was Trump's, like, kindergarten report, right? Or what was Hitler's, like, report? The greatest. Right? It was the best. <laughs> no other kindergartner did what I did. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. But uh, Voldemort has been making things move and makes animals do what they want and can make bad things happen to people and hurt them if they want. Dude, like... Any sounds kid? like Samuel Color. Sounds, yeah. sounds like it's in the McDonald triad. Yeah, it sounds like he needs to go to therapy. Yeah. And really talk about some issues. Watch out for bedwetting and fire starting. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. And then Dumbledore straight up says, he's like, I'm like you. I'm different. What, Dumbledore? You've been doing this stuff to people, Dumbledore? What is that? that why? And how does that sentence make sense? I'm like you. I'm different. Yeah. Like, you're similar, so you're different. Maybe he was just taken aback by the fact that this kid just literally was like pure evil. for, And he's like a tiny boy already pure evil. That's a hard corrupted soul to be corrupted that young i mean it's like the it's the dualistic quality like batman and the joker where it's like yeah. they're the same regarding their extreme nature but they're different dualistically yeah at least dumbledore tries to teach tom right because he like makes the wardrobe on fire and he's like you need to give back all the stolen stuff that you stole from people but gosh i had like do you ever have people steal from you in high school and stuff I had people steal from me in middle school, but I also, living in L.A., had people steal my food and stuff. Oh, my like God. Like roommates when I was in shared living and stuff. That's rough. Which never again. Yeah. Like, I'm so I'm so glad that I'm going to be in the place I'm at where it's like, don't have to worry about shit roommates. Yeah. That's so important. I think that's the hardest, like, roommate piece of the puzzle is, like, you've got to have that roommate that's going to respect your boundaries. And, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so Dumbledore is like, I'm going to teach you how to use and control magic. Pretty much save this um, serial killer kid, essentially. And then Tom's like, oh, yeah, I can speak to snakes, too. And Dumbledore's like, all right. Like, yeah, oh, great. You're a Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. And so 
Dumbledore reveals that Slughorn and Tom Riddle were close, and he was like, I want you to let Slughorn collect you. All right, J.K. Rowling, the way you're phrasing some of this stuff is really crazy. But at least uh, getting away from the evident pedophilia, perhaps sex slavey weird thing that is happening with Slughorn, Harry is the Quidditch captain. And just because you made the team last year, Harry says does not mean that you're going to make the team this year. Exactly. Uh, unless you're Jenny and he has a crush on you. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, straight white men, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. McCormick wants to be on, he's like a, going out for the keeper. He's kind of like Ron's number one competition. And he wants to be on a fra- first name basis with Granger, which is, who says that about anybody? Uh, you are usually on a first name basis with a person. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, except for, like, jocks who are like, what's up, Miller? What's up, Jackson? It's like they're always last naming each other. Yeah. I don't... Or Malfoy, I guess, does it with Potter, too. Potter! Like, yes, Potter, yeah. Potter! So weird. And then Lavender Brown is, like, also annoyingly cheering at the Quidditch tryouts. Um, but then it seems that Hermione helped Ron with the last keeper goal even though uh, that's not, it's cheating, but okay. We cheat a lot in Harry Potter. Whatever. Yeah. We have no integrity. <laughs> um, but then Ron is made keeper uh, and Hermione is like, yeah, I don't like McCormick. He is vile, which is a great, great word, honestly. Vile's amazing. When you just start You're saying vile. more things are vile. You yeah. vile tosser. This tweet was vile. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fake news, it's vile. It's vile. <laughs> complete vile oh my goodness and then they want harry to hand in the book um because he's good at potions and they can't be supportive friends because i guess they think he's cheating even though uh hermione herself just cheated to help ron get keeper yeah whatever but they're like harry is like weirdly possessive of this book and he's like the binding is fragile like i don't want anyone to touch it it's mine i like love this book and then jenny like weasels it away from him and is like uh, who is the half blood prince? And he's like, and why are you sleeping with the book, Harry? The book of the half blood prince. I definitely feel like Harry could have been bi. I think he could have been by though. Harry Potter. I feel like it's there a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't put it. I don't put it past anybody, but I don't know. I like he he was granted living in a closet. Yes, at the exactly. Dursleys, and so. he was super close with Ron for a very. I think him and Ron were probably the intimate couple. But they they <laughs> never really had any sexual tension. I guess that's true. I feel like they've been in a lot of sexual situations together, though. Like a lot of with like, other with girls. Snare, like, with other girls. Pretty much, though, like, even in, like, the fourth book, he just, like, sits with Ron the whole dance. He doesn't go and, like, do his own thing. Very they true. Are, they at least, I think, have, like, the the relationship part of their relationship is, I feel like, deeper than most male friendships. It's a bromance. Like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Like he, he was way into Cho Chang. So. Yeah, that is true. He seems to like girls. He's a straight boy, Harry Potter. I just, <laughs> I, I'm looking for my queerness to just get... I'm, we we, we I, love shipping queers, yeah. so <laughs> yes. it, it's cool. I like in... I don't know if you've ever seen a very Potter musical. It's on, like, YouTube and stuff. Oh, it's very funny. Darren Chris is in it, and, like, there's, like, this company called Starkid Potter. They do all these, like, crazy musicals. And that one, they really play up that, like, Harry is very metrosexual and very, like, is into his look. It's kind of effeminate, which I love. Yeah. I do feel like that would be... You know what I mean? Could be this Harry Potter, uh, this tosser Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) But Hermione goes to research but can't find anything about a half-blood prince. 
And then Ron is upset that Ginny and Dean are like snogging, which is weird. Would you care if your sibling, if you had like a sibling they were making out in front of you? Yeah, a little bit. Why? I be, I, I would because I don't I don't want to see my family do sexual <laughs> stuff. Like take it somewhere else. I guess that makes sense. And that it's it's sense. the protection of like your sibling too. It's like um, wh- whoever the guy is, you're like you better be good to her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to see that shit. I don't think it would matter. I don't think I would care for either. I mean, obviously, like, if they were going to go, like, give each other, like, a blowjob from him, like, whoa, 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 I need to leave the room, like, yeah. before you guys are there. But, like, I mean, guessing, like, kisses or if they're, like, snogging during a movie, it's not really my business. But I've been, like... Yeah, but do you, you want know, to watch anybody do that, though? I don't know. I mean, people, I don't care. I'm not, like, watching. I wouldn't want to watch my siblings kiss other people. I think it would be weird. But I'm not going to mind if they did it in front of me. I mean, obviously, I'm not my most, like, I'm super comfortable with this. And I love every minute of it. You know, I'm not on that vibe. But I... It's it's kisses, right? Whatever. It's not. I have not seen kissing. Fine, but yeah. like I don't want. I don't want to see like too much PDA with my <laughs> siblings. Like yeah. it's definitely not my first choice of viewership. Oh yeah, there's definitely a lie. <laughs> uh, and then Hermione though does this whole thing, and she's like, "Well, if you were m- snogging me, would you want her to get up and leave and be this big thing?" And then it's ooh, oh, super sexual tension. Yeah. And then Slughorn invites uh, Harry and Granger, Harry Potter and Hermione to his party for Christmas. And then he says to Ron, good to see you, Wallaby. Oof. A hundred percent an oof when you don't even get the name right. Welcome to the entertainment industry. Oh, <laughs> for real. Like, oh. Here's what was your name Ron. again? Yeah. What's your number? I want to see your number. Number 44. <laughs> Blue stand. <laughs> Just kidding. But, um, and then I think it's adorable that Hermione has a little butterbeer stash in this, uh, thing. And then they're like, you've got something right on your cheek. Uh, butterbeer stashes are super cute. They're the new milk mustache. (laughs) (laughs) And then it gets super creepy because Katie, one of, uh, their Quidditch players is cursed and then like floats up in the air. It's like terrifying. It is so scary for a kid's movie. And her, like, mouth opens so wide. It's it's good horror, but it's frightening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Hagrid saves the day. Uh, and then they find out that what she, what, like, cursed her was supposed to be a package for Dumbledore, and it's this necklace. And then McGonagall has oh, this, Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. She has this great line, though, McGonagall, where she goes, "When so- why is when something happens, it's always you three, meeting Harry, Ron, and Hermione. And I feel that in my bones. Um... And it's, and it, that necklace is so scary. It like screams too at one point. Like, yeah. Like, uh, examining it and they're like, yeah, she's lucky to be alive. Uh, I, I like having a screaming piece of jewelry would keep things pretty interesting. Yeah, right? Accessories that kill. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Like my, um, I have an eye necklace. So it's like that, if that blinked or something or yeah, like shot out a laser. Yeah. I love be, eye necklaces. They're, they're, so they're cool. fun. I yeah. like eye anything. Really. Yeah. I used to, after I lost my like left eye, I would always buy like a bunch of eye jewelry so that I would, I was like, that way I have multiple eyes in case the one that I just got goes right. Like, <laughs> so then Harry says, oh, it's Malfoy who cursed her. I know. And they're like, that's a serious accusation. Do you have evidence? He's like... No, I know, which is people arguing all the trans rights. Yeah. Like, no, I just know, this is so... It. This is it. Do you have any evidence? 
Jeff, the evidence is uh, what's in my head, what I made up. So I didn't do any reading or research, but I fucking know. So my imagination knows. So okay, that's all you need. Oh my god! I imagined a queer person, so this is what they are. Yeah. This is my queer imaginary friend whose standards I hold. And if I say it's what it is, it's what it is. Oh my goodness! So. Then Ron is like, well, what does Dean see in Jenny? And Harry's like, well, she's smart and funny and she's got nice skin. Which is so, there's a lot of serial killer vibes in this movie. Yeah, I have nice skin. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, oh, Hermione's got nice skin too. And I was like, um, all right. Right, bloody face. (laughs) What's happening? I'm scared. Um... Uh, I mean, I get it's so weird. I hate those casting calls where it's like nice skin, and it was like, what? Do, I was like, so you mean like no acne? Why don't you just say that? We can't have people with pizza face. Yeah, <laughs> even though half of the products they're representing, that's like who you would want to. Ca- you want to see that your product is so good that it covers your like acne and blemishes it, for real. Yeah, the like before and after photos are the things that and I think we've all had acne. Yeah, for sure. I also feel like. Some, like, makeup artists are just wizards, and they just, like, know how to completely, like, if they're really talented and really good, they know how to, like, make your face look. Yeah. Already, like, it's photoshopped. (laughs) It's amazing. So, then they are at Slugart's party, and they ask Hermione if her, her muggle parents do anything, like, dangerous as a dentist. They're like, is being a dentist a dangerous job? And she's like... Well, no, but he's like, one time he had to get 10 stitches. And I'm like, oh, I couldn't imagine. How many injuries do, like, um, dentists receive in a year? Like dental injuries? Yeah, right? They've got to have insurance for themselves where they're like, somebody bit me. Because people are, I'm, like, freaked out when I go to the dentist. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. I hate the scraping sound of the thing against teeth. Oh, oh. It is my worst nightmare. I literally have to make myself dissociate. And I was like, who would have thought and my trauma skill came in so much handy in my life? I The <laughs> thing I hate about the dentist is the x-rays because they put in those fuck, oh. those plates that are yeah, just... Yeah, you can't you move gag. your like, jaw. Oh, yeah, I hate those. I, ga- I gag so badly uh. to the point where like they just skip it. <laughs> They're just like, we don't need that. How to get out of it. It's just so you know. Here's like my the eyes gag. are just crying. <laughs> like I'm almost gagging yeah. thinking about it. Oh, it's awful. I had to do it for like Invisalign and they put this like putty and uh, it was, it's, I would not wish it on my any worst enemy. Mm. I would not. Mm. Um, and they like, you have to hold it for 10 seconds and then they have to like walk over and it's mm-hmm. like, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> I am gagging. Uh, I'm dying. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. And then, speaking of uncomfortable, Jenny is also at this party because they saw, Slugger saw her trying to curse somebody. And she is, she was obviously crying, according to Hermione. And then Slughorn and Harry are left alone at the party. Mm. And they have this, like, cool hourglass that does, like, the quality of conversation, which I wish I had, because that would make me a better conversationalist, I feel like, if I had something to measure it by, besides my own anxious thoughts in my bed late night. Like, like, is this fun? Did did I say this right? I was like, oh, I should have said this. Yeah. This was the thing to talk about. So I went on a stupid tangent here. (laughs) (laughs) Me after this podcast was over. But anyway, I want this hourglass. I should have said this. Yeah. Their conversation is not going great. So he's like, oh, I better be going. And Harry just like comes out to Slughorn. He's like, so did Voldemort make the shelf, your like shelf of recognition that you have with students? And he's like, 
what was he like? He's like, you know, he killed my parents and like tried to kill me and like several people I love. I'd like to know more about the guy who is kind of murdered yeah. and attempted to murder me. So <laughs> yeah, the kind of guy that's like ruining my life. And Slughorn is like, he just wanted to be a brilliant wizard. You know, he was a quiet boy. And he's like, if the monster existed, it was buried, um, which I think is a really, Ooh. yeah, it's a great concept because I think that a lot of people's monsters are buried. Very much so. Um, when they come out to the surface, woo! A lot to deal with, ex-boyfriends. Yeah, for sure. And then I love, Luna is so adorable with her little lion Gryffindor hat. Uh, in another life where I don't care so much what people think, I would just wear that lion hat every day. It would be amazing. <laughs> you should now. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I don't think, no one would take me the level of serious that I desire to be taken one day. Yeah, so. you, would, you know what? <laughs> the right people would take you seriously. I definitely, if I get... You know what? Donate to my podcast. If you donate over $2,000 to my podcast, I will run for president with a lion hat. Yes. <laughs> I will be this person. Guys, that's that's <laughs> enough of a platform already. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to uh, argue against animal cruelty with my lion hat. <laughs> no. It's animal celebration is yeah. what it is. I will at least run for like a local city person with this lion And only in this lion hat. I will not take it off. <laughs> I need this lion hat to give me the courage to speak on these issues. (laughs) Amazing. And so then Hermione thinks that Harry doused Ron with the luck potion. And she's like, you could be expelled for cheating. Now she cares about cheating, which I I love the hypocrisy of Hermione in this. But Ron is like, all right, he's got this confidence. He's like, we've got a game to win. And Harry's like, yeah, I didn't do that. You don't know what you're talking about. But I can't believe, like, I still don't get how people go out in sports when it's, like, snowing. Because this Quidditch thing is I'm like, you would not catch me there. No. But I'm not a sports person, so. <laughs> so there's no, there's no, like. It's not a hard sell by <laughs> any means. We'll go stand out there in the snow to watch a bunch of people wrestling over a ball. I'm like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> if the, while it's cold and you're shivering for four yeah, hours, no, thank you. To each his own, but oh my God, not for me, man. Ugh. And so Harry admits that like, I didn't do it. All of this confidence is just raw naturally. He was like, I just had to give him fake confidence, which is the ultimate hack. Trick your friends into being confident. That's yeah. the best thing you can do as a person. It's just... Is just make them believe in their own self. Yeah. Which is amazing. Great lesson. Great childhood lesson. And so they end up winning uh, because of Ron, and then Lavender snogs him, and Hermione runs away and cries. And it's, oh, it's so heartbreaking. No, and Hermione. I know. I feel bad for Lavender Brown, though. I really do. But anyway. And then Hermione just knows that Harry is in love with Ginny. Just knows it. Just a woman's intuition, you know, whatever. And she's like, is this how you feel when you see, like, Jenny and Dean together? And then, and he's like, yeah, you know, like, this, it is, like, tough. You got me caught. You caught me having heterosexual feelings. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most hetero. (laughs) Yeah, right. And then... Lavender walks in and she says like the worst and like and she probably didn't mean to but she's like oh this room is taken like insinuating that like oh Harry and Hermione are together which is what she probably thought but it's like oh it's such a such an innocent white girl mishap though right where it's like you suddenly became the worst but I know you probably didn't mean to you're just trying to be like fun and loose but oof. <laughs> 
Uh, and such a great song plays in this. I, this is like the one that I would listen to all the time. They're, they're like the like soundtrack of this scene where her like heart breaks and I would like I don't remember which song that was it's just like I don't know I couldn't hum it very was good was it Green Day? Like, no oh, okay. <laughs> but I understand Green Day is probably great for everyone Green Day was always my melancholy about going to school that was what my that was how I used Green Day oh about, yeah it was about the system that <laughs> uh, my heartbreak over the system was my green day. Green day, green day was like my first breakup soundtrack. Oh wow, yeah. yeah. I had it. I guess I was breaking up with my idealistic system for uh, trusting in the government. So that was. And my that's breakup. a bad breakup. <laughs> it was a breakup. It was. It was hard. And so there's another Christmas party that Slughorn is throwing, and. Harry was like, oh, I thought we were going to go together. And Hermione's like, oh, my God, why didn't I think about that? I asked McCormick to make Ron jealous, which, have you ever made a person jealous? I'm sure I have. I mean, look how I am. <laughs> I probably make people jealous all the time. That's true. <laughs> I only had, like, one incident in high school where I I slept with my, we would broken up. We would broken up. And so I slept with this friend, cause, but also this friend was showing interest on in me and I had a hard time saying no. So there was like a whole other complicated, like dealing with rape victim issues on top of this whole package. Oh. I felt bad because I was like, oh, it was his best friend. And I think like part of me did it because it was like, it was one of those breakups where the man was so cut off emotionally and there was like no sense of closure in the breakup. And we were like friends too. So it went from like being like, having a friend as well as a boyfriend to like nothing at all in this like and like I didn't exist and like I was like a terrible like oh like now that we've broken up we have to hate each other and so I think I like did get like sour man and I was obviously like hormonal and going through all this trauma and yeah. like I totally slept with this guy's best friend so oh my God. yeah and I knew that it made it and I don't think that was like the sole reason for sleeping with it I think it was like you know I was like a girl and I, and that time I thought it was I was very defined by, like, the man that I was with. I think it's, like, a pressure that, like, every girl goes through. It's like, oh, I can just be myself. And, like, it doesn't matter if people are being mean to me at school because I'm, like, single, right? Like, I don't have to have a boyfriend to be a valid creature deserving of love and respect. Yeah, right? some, somehow, like, the hardest thing to do is to just be authentic. It's yeah. It's the weirdest. It was. It was very, it was very challenging. And it also was, like, you get bullied for being authentic. And so it seemed safer to just pretend to be somebody else and like obviously too it's like you have all these feelings and in, in this complicated relationship but yeah so that was my story of that oh. but yeah i feel a little bit bad and like we didn't even have like it wasn't like we had a race we had like one time sex and it was like very very poorly i kind of felt like this guy did not like girls i just got like a vibe and i didn't know until i've been in a bunch of sexual sexual situations because I think I must have some sort of, like, male energy of having to be my own dad for a long time. <laughs> I really do. I think that's what it is. And so I've had a lot of people that I think were, like, so repressed because I was also, like, repressing a lot of my own gay feelings that it just wasn't safe enough for me to come out about. And so I would catch, I feel like, other people in this web who also had their own, like, gay things that they couldn't come out safe about. It was, like, a really crazy time in my life that I've had people who were queer but also hidden and like we were both hiding it so we couldn't talk to it about even each other it was insane yeah oh yeah because like you're afraid of ridicule the hormones make it difficult you yeah. think maybe it might be a phase like yeah. you're confused about it um well I'll... especially being raped too a message that i got was like oh you're only queer because you have that negative experience with man and i was like 
I don't know. Yeah. I definitely felt like, obviously, I was raped before I even knew about it really as a child, too. But there were definitely, like, times when I was a child that I remember, like, having a friend who was a girl and definitely, like, having, like, really intense feeling, right? And, like, being interested, like, even as a kid, which so... And I was, like, I was in a desert town surrounded by, like, a Christian family. So there was no influence. It was naturally there. Da-da-da. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, and it takes years to balance out and, and, and reconcile that. Yeah, for sure. Well, and too, sometimes you just... there. I feel like the the knowledge and access we have to the queer community now is so different than it was even, like, five years ago. Honestly, it's so different. Um, yeah, I don't think... If it wasn't for, like, being on Tumblr so young, I don't know if I would have known all of this Tumblr stuff. made yeah. us all gay. Yeah, Tumblr, uh, Tumblr at least, I think, honestly, Tumblr attracted gays. I think it was, like, for, real. for whatever reason, we had the vibe that worked with the app of Tumblr more. And it, yeah, it was, like, it's very, it's a, a lot of art appreciation. A lot of the, like, gay stereotypes are on in Tumblr, too. Oh, like, Tumblr, yeah. Tumblr is the reason why I came to realize I was gay. Mm-hmm. Like, because there was just so much out there. And I was yeah. like, this, this, like, put gives me feelings that make sense. Yeah. I think I, I think I knew when I was little, but I didn't know the word, right? Like, I, that was so weird, but. It's hard to describe, too, because it's, like, obviously things were very sexual because I was, like, five. But I can remember being five and, like, being interested in women. Also, I was raised by my mom and my aunt. So I had already kind of, even though it's not necessarily a queer model, I was raised by two women. Which which is another double standard of, like, uh, people be, like... Like when kids say that they're trans and they're like, well, well, I don't think they should really, they would really know that until they're older and they could make that decision. But then, but then like kids who are like three years old and people like, who's your boyfriend? Oh, who's your so girlfriend? Gross. Yeah. And Which it's I like, think is dangerous, honestly. I it think is. Especially in terms of like, cause that's where if you're really worried about pedophiles, like pedophiles and stuff, that's, that's the first, that's the first creating that situation for real yeah like you think a three-year-old is hot enough to have a girl yeah also you should be dating at three honestly i shouldn't have been dating when i went with that guy's friend like i shouldn't have been in a sexual i was like 14 i was like 15 right i was young like that's an insane like time to be dealing with that stuff we were totally unequipped but there was so much pressure to like to be validated as a woman i had to have a penis in me right like, right yeah. i mean it's it's a very hormonal time yeah speaking of hormones <laughs> uh back to harry potter but oh so much oh, that's good right. so yeah. much good queer content right on this yeah i love it yeah ramil devane is trying to smuggle harry potter a love potion Ooh. and hermione's like she's only doing it because of your like fame because you're the chosen one and we see like a rare moment of harry being like cocky about being this hero and he's like i am the chosen one uh which is kind of nice but honestly. more british yeah <laughs> for sure but i am the chosen one yeah <laughs> and then he asked luna to go to slughorn's party because he was like oh i'm gonna ask someone cool and i love that he thinks luna is cool i like, do too luna is, so, is so cool i love that because i feel like in my school that everybody would have thought that she was like a weirdo free. Same, and, uh, but she's amazing. No, she's. I, I am a Luna Lovegood, so that feel, I feel seen for you to say that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Luna is amazing. Yeah, oh, I just love it. Um, I would honestly ship them together, but I get that it's Jenny, and I get that it's probably better for Neville and Luna to be together. I get it. Yeah. But, uh, 
the Remembral. Uh, in my ideal world, Luna and Hermione would be together with Jenny in a polyamorous relationship Damn. in San Francisco. What a shit! <laughs> Living next door to Ron and Harry and Draco as they figure out the bachelor life. This, is my, this is my ideal canon. Oh my god! <laughs> Write it. I couldn't. I can't give J.K. Rowling any more things <laughs> on this podcast right now. I just have to talk about it because it, it is a childhood factor. And but amazing. Staff. Yeah. Uh, Luna also wears shoes to bed, which I cannot believe. Like, my boyfriend will wear jeans to bed. And I'm like, Why? what are you doing? He doesn't have any pajama pants. He's then one pair naked. of pajama pants. Then be <laughs> naked. That's like normally so. But I feel like woken him up. I was like, I can't let you go to bed with jeans. I, this feels wrong. That, that's <laughs> such a man thing to do, too. Like, oh, I have no pajama pants. Time for these dockers. <laughs> Slipping in. Oh, my God. Could you get rid of the tool belt, too? <laughs> doesn't seem comfortable. You can put the Home Depot gift card away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, why? Oh, they're comfortable to him. I'm not, I do not feel the same way about jeans, but I, I'm definitely like a dress person in like stretchy pants. Girl, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Hermione has to like escape McCormick, uh, the whole party, because he keeps trying to get her under the mistletoe to teach, which is so like rapey and weird. Like, here, just stop. If she doesn't want to kiss you in the middle, the under the mistletoe, don't do get it. Get a hint. Yeah, dude. And so she takes these like weird, they're like, passing around these hors d'oeuvres and like one of them makes her breath sting and she's like all right just give me all of them like i want them all <laughs> i love that too it's like such an honest thing of like sacrificing femininity that you don't always see that is like good like yes let women have bad breath sometimes let them not have this ideal that i should wake up every morning with like crest in my mouth right already ready to go <laughs> bad bad breath like so many dudes have bad breath too yeah I'm just especially like, when you dude. wake up in it's not your fault it's like yeah <laughs> morning breath yeah like happens. can we kiss no not until you brush your ass mouth what are you doing like I, I would like i always have to be like hold on one second especially in the early relationship and then i like go in and like if it's a one night stand i like use my finger and i open all their drawers to get their toothpaste and like i stole their toothpaste yeah. i'm the worst person i don't I blame like, you though no. but it's it like i sense. can't let them know that i have morning breath it's my little secret. Even though we all know. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then McCormick goes up to Harry and he's like, oh, your friend is a slippery little minx. Which, uh, oof, but also, I would love to be called that. <laughs> Ooh, what a slippery little minx. <laughs> that is the, like, the best Instagram comment to get. You'd be like, fair, yes. <laughs> ne- next time I comment on a picture, I'll be like, oh, you're such a slippery little minx, aren't like, you? Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then... McCormick finds out that he's eating Dragon Balls and then throws up on Snape and then gets a month of detention, which isn't really fair. He didn't mean to throw up. Yeah. But Snape is the worst. One time I remember I had to go to a student council meeting and then I like found the meeting thing and then I threw up in the doorway and then I just went home and I didn't even clean it up. I didn't say anything because I was just like, I think shocked from throwing up. I was like, immediately I needed to go home. Like it was just like an animal instinct took over me. I was also like what 15 so like no one can see this go 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 i didn't even i literally like threw up and then walked away and like called my mom and i was like mom can you come pick me up i threw up but i like didn't tell anybody else about the throw up i was obviously like a sick haze but i feel really bad and i'm like i hope somebody cleaned that up if they just left it (laughs) there i I don't know i'm not cleaning it and i literally like threw up whole strawberries it was insane how does that happen i don't know but they were like 
there. I don't even, I mean, maybe it was like half bitten. Maybe I ate like a big chunk, but it was weird to see the whole strawberry. And I was like, the entire straw. Yeah. Maybe I was just sick and maybe, maybe I got the details wrong, but I remember there being a strawberry there. And someone and was else was like, like, oh. Oh yeah. It was like a mob throw too. Oh, it was Mauve? disgusting. It was. Oh, it was so gross. Sorry to tell you guys this. Anyway, <laughs> Dumbledore sends his best and hopes you enjoy the holiday is the message passed on from Snape. <laughs> so we're not talking about my vomit anymore. <laughs> Eyes are water. Um, yes. Harry asks where Dumbledore was traveling and Snape just like doesn't tell him and leaves, which is, Snape is the worst. Um, yeah. And then uh, they find out that Malfoy is lurking trying to gate crash and he's like, you know, maybe I hexed Katie because he gets pulled away by Snape and he tells him maybe I hexed Katie, maybe I did it. Who knows? mysterious xoxo malfoy (laughs) uh and then snape admits that he to draco that he was trying to protect him in in an unbreakable vow and then draco's like uh i don't need protection uh which is very good draco wrap your willy but snape is like let me assist you and he was like no i was chosen this is my moment and then Harry comes back and reports everything that he knew about that conversation because he's a total gossip, Mr. Potter. Um, and then he's like, and everybody's like, yeah, you can't break an unbreakable vow. And they're like, oh, yeah, I worked that part out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of guess. Yeah. And then we see Lavender being obnoxious. She, like, breathes a heart to Ron on the train. It's, like, cute, but Ron's not into it, so it's more of a Oh, she's into Ron. Like, they're snogging all the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The hormones are raging. Big time. Yeah, they're, like, 16, though. This was definitely a promiscuous year, unfortunately. But it's hard. And everything is pressuring you, I feel like, at 16 to have sex, too. Like, that's every media thing. Every teenage show, everybody's having sex. Everybody's dealing with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you yeah. feel left out if you're not. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't until I was 18. Yeah. There was hardly any, like, role models that were, like, abstinent, right? For, in, like, the media or anything. Also, because most of the time, high school stuff, it's 18 to play younger, right? So, she's yeah. a 22-year-old. She doesn't need to be, right? She's not 16. She doesn't have to worry about... In, and also, usually, they don't have to worry about having a kid because they made a bunch of money from this TV show. So, uh, but yeah, sexual education, uh, it needs... Needs, needs a drastic, like, overhaul. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I often feel like... A lot of my boyfriends that I've had, even in my 20s, see me as a lavender brown. This like, I was like, all right, so when are we getting married? Like, let's do this. <laughs> uh, I profess my love. I've written 87 poems about you, and I'm ready. Like, I'm ready to commit. Uh, that, that's the kind of person I am. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm such a mush. It was hard. I just have a big heart, so it's like, and I'm not... Screw you if you don't have a big heart. You don't want to, like, fall in love and it's yeah. not the greatest feeling in the world. Sorry. Like, like I'm trying to share my yeah. love with you. I'm what not going to depri- I can't. There's no way. My heart, honestly, I feel like, and honestly, probably for you, too, it might be just the name Theo, like the Theo, Thea thing, but it feels, like, too big to suppress. Like, it's like, even if I try to suppress it, it's just going to break through and I'm going to, like, love anyway. It, like, veins are popping yeah, out because you're like, I just want to love. I do. I think I honestly get sick from just trying to deny that I'm, like, apathetic like I feel like for so many years I like tried to pretend I didn't care and that it didn't matter and then I just was like the minute that I accepted I was like you know what this does matter and I do care and if I'm the only one maybe there's a reason because maybe no one else has been brave enough to speak out and then like I feel like my life changed for the better oh yeah like we always feel the need to care about stuff Mm -hmm. 
So it's so better. This is a good life. Don't ever be afraid to care. No. Uh, and then they find out about the vow. Just like if you break my heart, uh, if you break the vow, you die. <laughs> Just kidding. You can break my heart. I will oh, not kill you. Shit. <laughs> I will not kill you. I will feel like killing you for at least a minute if you if it feels like you did it on purpose and were really mean about it. But then I will. You're like dating me is an unbreakable <laughs> vow. Yes. You break up with me, you die. Yeah. You die to me anyway. <laughs> I have to let you go in the way because by the time I've connected with somebody like that, I've like a dream vision of how our life will be so that I have to murder that person because yeah. it can no longer be in that way because they don't feel the same way so that dream is now dead <laughs> and that's fine I wouldn't want someone to be with me if they didn't love me absolutely what's you, the point yeah. you're you're totally right yeah. you're but not it took me a long rock. time to think like oh because they don't love me absolutely I'm not lovable and it's like just I don't let anybody else's love define my own self worth anymore but it definitely took some time to learn that I totally get what you mean though mm-hmm. Yeah, it's transcendent when you get there. Um, so they think that Snake was just pretending to find out what Malfoy was up to. And Tonks is like, I don't know, maybe uh, anything could happen. And then Lupin is like, but I trust Dumbledore. So I don't I'm sure that Snape was not is not plotting against him. And Lupin accuses Harry of being blinded by hatred, which who what a big theme in this podcast today, right? Um, but also, I hate that they kind of, like, Dumbledore is perfectly capable of making mistakes. Literally made a mistake the whole last movie. And I hate that they, like, always try to, like, hero and romanticize Dumbledore into this, uh, I wonder if this is how a lot of gay people feel. Like, they, they, like, meld them into this idea and then they can't just be a person that's, like, capable of also, like, fucking up. We, like, like we do that with so many people, though. Yeah. Like, like, queer aside, like, people do... People love to have an idea about who someone is and then they're disappointed when that doesn't fit their vision. But they're human too. Like nobody can do everything right the whole time. And it's all about how you handle your mistakes. That's the thing. I feel like I was taught like you should never make a mistake. And really it's like, it's inevitable. You're going to make mistakes. So it's all about how you handle them, right? We're not perfect. Yeah. Oh, people. But anyway, Lupin says this really important thing, and he's like, you can only place trust in a handful of people right now, so if we fight amongst ourselves, we are doomed. And I feel like that is just like a good summary for America. Like, weird how prevalent Harry Potter has been at this time (laughs) in a weird way, like, reviewing these. And then we get to, uh, Lupin has to leave because the werewolf condition is taking its toll, poor Lupin. But Jenny has this, like, sexual moment with Harry where she, like, hand feeds him, and she's like, oh, don't you trust me? There's, like, a lot of, like really saucy things going on really spicy and then ron comes down and like sits in the middle of them and like unintentionally cock blocks and unfortunately all of the order of phoenix members are being followed um because of the death eaters and stuff which i can't imagine being stalked like that that would be an insane thing like i i wonder sometimes how celebrities do it like they've got to have just like people outside or do everything so discreet so people don't do that I, there's always online stalkers too. yeah online doesn't creep me out too much because it's like they're not in your physical space um and i it's more weird if like if you were being followed and you like didn't even know right for a while oh mm. uh, yeah that stuff creeps me out like how'd you get that photo <laughs> yeah. yeah right yeah so weird. i always wonder how too like when they leak celebrities like nudes is it a hack into the iCloud or did it was somebody like 
or or like the pictures of their like before and afters, right? Where they like photoshopped. It was like, or did some friend or weird person sneak in and like send those photos? Like, ah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that life. But I also want to be famous, so yeah. So bring it on. Bring you it might on. have some nudes being leaked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? I might have my weird photos of me uh, with my acne uh, just hanging on in my phone, you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's happening. Hack away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Nobody knows where Dumbledore is traveling, uh, which Dumbledore needs to be more communicative, I feel like. But they also talk about vanishing cabinets, which Draco Malfoy is yes. trying to like install. And they were like, they were all the range when Voldemort was at the height of his power, uh, which is definitely like an allegory for, I feel like, the attics in World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so weird. One of the houses that I grew up in, Rochester, New York, was uh, there was like a bookcase and you opened it up and it was an attic. Sweet. We used to pretend that it was like, oh, we held out World War II refugees, even though in America, in upper state like New York, when? I don't think you would have. Yeah. yeah. You would have, but when I remember being like 12 and pretending that, which, oh my God, sorry, way to culturally appropriate. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, get your own genocide. Yeah. Oh my God. Come on. I mean, my stepdad was trying to kill me. Does that count? <laughs> 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 oh, man. I was relating to certain of the, the same bonding feelings of trauma. Different yeah, circumstances. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, it was terrible. But anyway, vanishing cabinets, you can like slip inside and disappear, but they're temperamental. But they already know that there's one at Borgen and Burke's. And then Jenny comes out in this bathrobe and then ties Harry's shoes. And it just feels like a blowjob metaphor. So Merry Christmas, Harry Potter. I got my <laughs> shoes tied by Jenny today. Yeah. Oh, and the way they filmed it, it's like feels... I've had so many like terrible writing things that I've read, like comedic stuff where like the joke is the girl goes to be like, oh, your shoes in time. She goes to like help him and it's like, and it looks like she's giving head, right? Uh, we're still. But it's funny because like, it's a joke. Yeah, so funny because sex, it, woman. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> that's always after you agree to the script. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, never, it's never the sample. Because it's not that in the script. Yeah, it's and not then your after. audition. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. And then, unfortunately, the Death Eaters light the burrow on fire, and it is so sad. And then Harry goes after Bellatrix, who, even though she's terrible, I love their whole, I killed Sirius Block, you know? Oh, so catchy. And then she's like, she's, he's coming to get me. Oh, so, oh, Helena McCarter is my girl. Amazing. My everything. My mom. <laughs> who I want to be my mom. Anyway, so... Uh, Jenny keeps going to Harry, which is just like this crazy chaos. But then also Greybeard, who is this werewolf deaf eater, is stalking her. And then Harry tries to stupefy them. And then, but the adults come in and they like group up in formation, wizard formation, and just like light everything on fire, trying to like literally burn the death eaters. Um, but then just have to stand and like watch their house burn because they all operate away. So. Uh. Uh, Miserable when you're trying to fight evil, but you end up burning down your house. <laughs> Damn. You try. That's like literally the equivalent of like lighting a candle to let spirits go and then bad energy out, and then it like falls over in the whole house. Fuck. And you're like, I, guess I did it, not want that. I guess it was a very big <laughs> bad spirit. <laughs> the house had to be gone. Um, and then they talk to Harry about how it's too easy for the Death Eaters to get to him, and that he's got to realize who he is, and that he's got to be like stronger, which is. It is true. Like, it's, like, hard to not, when people are so hateful, to not turn and get aggressive back and, like, lose your senses, lose the stuff. And it's really hard. It is hard to take the high road. But 
it's what must be done uh i know but it like it is super di- it, it's so because it's so easy to like give in and be angry back like yeah. it's so easy to give the energy back but to rechannel takes a different kind of energy absolutely and so hermione like wants to throw up because the ron and lavender uh pda is still extreme and then Harry ends up getting a memory from Slughorn, but it's tampered. All right. Yeah. It's also very interesting because I feel like in the casting, in this movie, this Tom is like younger and he's like not as cute as he ends up being in like the Chamber of Secrets. So he's like a glow up, a puberty glow up. <laughs> Even evil people can glow up, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> and then basically Tom in the tampered memory goes to Slughorn and he's like, other professors, they're not like you. They might misunderstand. He's like, I'm just casually doing some reading in a restricted section. <laughs> he's like, I found something. And uh, and then Slughart just immediately yells at him. He's like, I don't know about these things. I would never tell you. And Dumbledore's like, fuck, this is an important memory. And it's a lie. <laughs> Poor Dumbledore. And he was like, I think that he's ashamed of the memory. Um, but without it, we are blind. And we leave the fate of the world to chance. And he's like, so Harry Potter, you can't fail. You have to do this. Use some Felix Felicis if you have to. The stuff that you want from using the Half-Blood Prince potions book. Yeah, right? And that's exactly what pretty much happens. And he keeps trying to go to Slughorn, though, before that. Before he thinks of doing this genius idea, because he's Harry and he's kind of dumb. He, like... Just parrots what Voldemort says in the tampered memory to Slughorn. Doesn't even think of his new material, Harry. Performance rule number one. (laughs) And then he's like, he just goes, oh, because Slughorn says, well, there is dark magic. You know, I strive to do light magic. And then he's like, oh, is that what you told Tom Riddle? And then Slughorn gets very offended and just starts avoiding him. Yeah. Uh, and it's way to mess it up, Potter. But also the pressure. It's like, usually when I am not the best person under pressure either, I'm like, will probably make a mistake. Uh-huh. Uh, you don't become a diamond? Yeah, I don't always. There's sometimes where I can like immediately handle it. And there's other times I like melt into a little chocolate pool of ice cream. Um, but... Then we find that Ron is just gazing at the moon and Harry's like, oh, I thought um, that Lavender was like annoying you. And he's like, what? I love her. And he's like, okay, cool. Can you get away from me? Because Ron's like all hugging him and being like weird. And he's like, Ron goes, oh, I hope that she knows I exist. And Harry's like, well, she should. You were like kissing. And then Ron's like, wait, who are you talking about? And then... Harry's like Lavender, right? We're talking about like we're talking about this person, right? We're talking about this girl, and he's like, "No, I like Ramilda Vane." And then oh, Harry, because the yeah, love potion, the love potion, damn. And so Harry is like, "Okay, have you even met her? <laughs> like, you're being so weird, Ron." Which I love that Harry she calls even out. Go here. Yeah, I love that Harry calls it this like kind of uh, fuckboy glorification of treating a woman like an object though, right? Of like, yeah. uh, romanticizing her before you even get to know someone. So then Harry kind of uses this to bond with Slughorn that Ron has this love potion and Slughorn still doesn't know his name and thinks it's Whidbey, which I love. I think if I were ever going to have a kid, if I have another pet, it's Whidbey. Yes, Whidbey's a, a great name. Good um, cat name. Yeah, and he was like, then Slughard, like, here's the love potion because it was a very powerful love potion. And then 
he offers mead to these 16 year olds which was so inappropriate feeding underage kids yes, mead yes damn and then not only is it mead it's also now poisonous and ron drinks it and then they have to get this like goats thing oh yeah uh, they yeah. um the uh, bizarre, right? yes yeah and then uh, Slughorn is, like, totally useless during this, too. He just looks shocked that... Like, you get your potions shit yeah. done, dude. Oh, my goodness. You took you had to take CPR to be a teacher, right? Or some sort of magical equivalent. Uh, and poor Ron, he says, these girls, they're going to kill me. <laughs> Which... Oh, Ron. Poor Ron. Uh, and they go, while your actions were heroic, Potter, why were they necessary? And Slughorn is just, like, shook because he's like, the mead that we drank was supposed to be a gift to Dumbledore. And so oh, poisoned. damn. And so Ron is in the hospital and Lavender rushes in and she's like, has he been asking for me? Which I, what a way to What a sel- so right? selfish. I, I kind of love the attitude though. I, will, I would love to love myself so much that I'm like, is the person who's dying at bed, do they need me? <laughs> I'm obviously the first person. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, if Luke asked for his mom over me, I would be so, I was like, <gasps> I'm closer. Yeah. <laughs> I would be I would be understandable. I feel no, like if I'm dating them, I want to be the first the, person, person they think I of. would definitely want to be, I would like to know sooner rather than later, but it's also whoever you called that you thought was appropriate in the situation. Yeah. I, under, I hope that you would know me well enough that like I would be there for you, but also if you don't need, if you think that me having there would be worse for me to be there, I don't want to be there. Because <laughs> I definitely would be like worried. I'd be like, are you okay? I think like every... If Luke had been poisoned, even if you had been poisoned, I'd be like, are you okay? Did, are oh, you okay? so like, sweet. I could not. I would stress about it forever. I like get so worried when friends are going through medical stuff. Oh, for real. And then I can't even usually voice it to them because I know my own internal metalogue, like medical monologue when they're going through stuff. Because like, I don't want to put any pressure, you know, and be like, you have to respond. But are you okay? Give me an update. About <laughs> everything. Like, so I just have to like care from afar and then have this like worry all day. It's so dumb. No, but um, it shows you're a good friend. Oh, shucks. I really try. I think it's an important thing to be a good friend. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she gets so mad, Lavender Brown, that Hermione is in the hospital thing. And she's like, um, what are you doing here? And she's like, I could ask you the same question, which is dumb, but I guess she's just jealous and not thinking correctly. But, which is, you know, jealousy, you shouldn't let it rule you, for sure. But... She is like, well, I'm his friend. I can be here. And she's like, yeah, well, I'm his girlfriend. And she's like, and now, and you haven't spoken to him for weeks. And now that he's all interesting, (laughs) which is the weirdest word because he's like sick. Like, that's terrible. (laughs) But honestly, I feel like that is how like 16 year old girl can think sometimes. uh, She's of all the changes that you're going through. And then Ron ends up calling for Hermione in his sleep. And then it just like crumbles. Oh, rough. And then all this occurred in front of a bunch of adults, too. <laughs> Which, well, be a teacher, I guess. All the drama you must witness. As Dumbledore puts it, Oh, to be young and feel love's king sting. <laughs> Which sounds very gay. Yeah, so sound. Sting, for sure. Oh, little Dumbledore. He doesn't date in his old age. At least that we know of. I definitely kind of feel like he could be with Ian McKellen. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll ship it. And so then Ron is like, oh, I broke up with Lavender in my sleep. Because uh, I guess they're covering that uh, he asked Apparently for that's a breakup. Yeah, apparently. Uh, and they're like, yeah, it wasn't a long conversation. And so then Katie Bell is out, the one who got cursed by the necklace. And they go to Runder and she's like, 
like being overwhelmed with like questions obviously when you've been ill and she's like yeah I know you're going to ask but I don't remember and he just like awkwardly turns back after doing that and then goes straight after Malfoy like and it's like okay good chat like it's just, I didn't get any of the information I needed I'm not even gonna ask if you're okay or any like nice questions at all way to go Harry Potter. just like what what can you give me yeah <laughs> oh Harry of being a 16 year old boy I guess <laughs> but um, Malfoy is like crying in the bathroom and then Harry like duels him and they do that septum sempra where he like just gets like all sliced out and just like heavily bleeds out and it is freaking scary. Oh yeah, and that was insane. Yeah, and Harry just like is like shook because this is probably like one of the evilest things he's ever done and it obviously wasn't intentional but it also wasn't very well thought out because he'd never used the spell before. And I think in the book he gets banned from Quidditch. Like he gets, yeah, yeah he gets ex- like... Yeah, which is probably rightly so, because holy crap. Yeah, you like sliced them. Yeah. Insane. And so then Jenny helps him get rid of the book, uh, because that's where he learned the spell in the Half-Blood Princess book. And they put it in the Room of Requirement, although they probably should have just like thrown it away. (laughs) You know, not put it where somebody could find it again. But anyway... Jenny kisses him, and she's like, oh, that can stay hidden up here, too. Um, oh, smooth. Yeah, right? Jenny is definitely, like, she's got game, for sure. I wonder, too, like, did Hermione, like, let it slip that Harry likes her? Like, what made her go back to Harry? She's been dating all these boys for a while. I wonder if Hermione was like, yeah, you should, now that you've broken up with him, you know, Harry. Uh, like, like, what's up? Being woman, too. <laughs> yeah. So then he finally, he drinks the luck with Slughorn, and he's like, you know what? I feel excellent. I'm going to go see Hagrid. And all of a sudden, like, wait, what? No. This is literally dealing with any person on drugs, I feel like. You're like, yeah, we're going to go to the park and have a good time. And they're like, nah, I think I'm going to go to the club today. And you're like, no. No, we, don't, don't. We planned on the park in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, I think I'm going to go swimming. We planned a mushroom <laughs> trip in Big Bear. Yes. <laughs> and that is what Those plans. Yeah. That'll still happen. I better. I need it. <laughs> oh, we do. I need it with this, with everything that's going on in the world. Um, but anyway, he's like, Hagrid's is the place to be tonight. And he's like, I know what I'm doing. Don't worry. And then he catches Slughorn, who's just like creeping around within the Herbology greenhouse. Yeah. And then Harry scares him. And I love this. He's like, oh, sorry, sir. I should have announced myself. And I would love to say that. And anytime somebody's looking at you weird, you should be like, oh, I'm sorry. I should have announced myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I'm announcing myself. Yeah. But Slughorn, anyway, was there because he's trying to sell. He's like selling something that's not his which is like for 10 gallons a leaf and he's like asking harry how he got out of the castle and he's like well through the front door it's like this conversation is ridiculous but it's such a good scene um and he's like well it's nearly nightfall i can't let you go by yourself and he's like well by all means come along sir you know uh i just love that's such a great funny scene um but aragon is dead and he looks way smaller than he was in the second one all shriveled and dead the giant spider yes Uh, and then it's crazy to Hagrid, and it is crazy, like, that pets sometimes can be, like, your oldest friend that you've had, and how that, like, impacts you. Uh, definitely, my cats now aren't my oldest friend. I think I still have, like, a friend from high school and childhood friends that outbeat it, but yeah, I've had, I had one cat that, like, pretty much grew up with me, and it was literally, like, losing a friend. Yeah, I mean, it is. People yeah. don't understand the familiarity behind it. For sure. They're, they're living things. They love. 
Yeah. But Slughorn is like, oh, can I just get some of that venom, though, of the arachne? I don't really care about the pet stuff. Um, but he gives this beautiful speech where it's like, your body will decay, but your spirit will live on. And then they all oh. sing and are drunk. And they, they sing this one song. They're like, when this one snapped in two, which was sad. And I like, <laughs> love it. I like leak the track. <laughs> it sounds so good. And then... But it was definitely such a, a somber moment. Yes, it was. They said they had really good baritone. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> uh, Which is the baritone of grief. Yes. Uh, and so then Slughorn goes into how he had a fish named Francis, but he vanished. And he's like, but that's life. You know, you go long and then suddenly poof. Which I guess it feels like that sometimes with the government. It feels like that with COVID. It was like you go along and then suddenly poof. He says, Slughorn informs Harry that a student gave Francis and it was like a flower petal on the surface. Uh, and then it slowly turned into a fish from a flower and that it was his mom who did it. And it was wonderful, beautiful magic. Uh, and I like cried at the story. It was like super sex. It's one of those like beautiful stories you would love to hear about your parents. Like if I even heard about my parents who are alive, I would be like, oh, like it's because it's so it's, it's so like, sweet. Yeah, it's such a good quality of them. Uh, and then the like fish's bowl was empty. It was the day that his mother died, and it just was like, oh. Oh, hit you right there. Um, and then Harry's like, yeah, and he's like, I survived Voldemort because of my mother's love. She sacrificed herself. And refused to step aside. And she's like, I am the chosen one. And he's like, and it's true that only I can destroy him. But he's like, but I need to know what you said in that memory slot card. You have to be brave like my mother. Which, by the way, like, how many, I wonder how many kids, didn't Voldemort kill a bunch of different kids? Like babies? Yeah, how many families? Yeah, so, so many are you orphans. saying that the mothers didn't love their kids? Yeah, right? It's like yeah. Santa. Like, Santa loved me because I got the the new iPhone. It's like, oh, okay. So, I guess Santa didn't like the poor kids. Then? Yeah, it's terrible. Because it's like, that's the thing. I have a whole topic on Santa, but I'll save that for my Christmas special. Santa's but, canceled. Yeah, He's classic. He is. He is. Also, it takes away the joy of, like, your parents. Like, the appreciation for the family that your parents got you those gifts into, like, I don't know, have that be the gift-giving experience about that. Instead of, like, pinning it on some old fat dude. It's for real. Like, it's so weird. But I like that Harry schools, because I think sometimes you have to do that, and I wish more adults would understand that, more adultier adults, because I'm also an adult now. But, like, older adults understand that sometimes, like, you can learn from the youth. Just because they're young. I mean, obviously, when you're young, you don't know everything, right? But you still can have stuff to learn even when you're older from people yeah. who are young just by the way they see things uh and he basically says that if slughorn doesn't give the money that he he disgraces lily and that the bowl is pretty much she died for nothing the bowl is empty gonna be empty forever damn and then slughorn gives the memory because he's like guilted and dirty he's like all right and God. drunk yes and drunk god of where you need him harry it's like my inhibitions are down yes. i'm sad because of aragon but uh, here's uh, the memory yeah and they put it in the pensieve. And yes. they find out the truth. The truth. And they find out that it's all horcruxes. And that a horcrux is when someone splits your soul. So you're protected and the hidden soul cannot die until it is like, until that wherever it's hidden. But you're still killed. weaker than before. Yeah. Uh, and how how do you want to split your soul apart? You may be wondering if you are creepy and evil. Uh, you murder. murder. You murder people, which is terrible. Don't and Harry finds out about 
why Voldemort was doing all that. Thing. Yeah, because he was splitting his soul into seven pieces, and like, man, I can't imagine. I can't imagine murdering one person, uh, and I I could definitely not imagine murdering more. Like, I would never be able to cause physical harm. That would be like I would never be able to. Uh, even in when I was like wrestling with like my abusive boyfriends and you know, you get into those things where they like make you have a physical fight. It's like a terrible part of abuse, but I like regret going into that. Cause you know, I never want violence at all. I'm a very, I'm a big believer in nonviolence and not having it, but I do understand like sometimes self-defense is a thing. Um, but even then, like, and I would always try even with my self-defense to be like, I don't want to hurt somebody, but I want you to know, stop it. <laughs> yeah. You would not listen don't to my words. This. You wouldn't let me leave the room. You wouldn't let me do all my other coping mechanisms to not go into a violent state. Um, so yeah. here I am. Yeah, here I am. And, and that's like the biggest thing they say about abusers too, is like they know when they're making it that it's a choice. Like everybody thinks in a split second before they go in to hit somebody. There's no like automatic hit reaction. It's weird. Uh, it's a flat out choice. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. And so Dumbledore reveals that he got the ring. It was Voldemort's brother's ring. And that's like what took his hand was him destroying a Horcrux. And Harry's like really panicked. He's like, but it could be anything, right? Like there could be a freaking stuffed animal in right. Nebraska. It could, it be, could be one of these microphones. It could be, it could be my cat. <laughs> <laughs> And then, but Dumbledore's like, don't worry, dark magic leaves traces, and Voldemort would be choosy with his soul, as we all should be, obviously. Yeah, you wouldn't just put <laughs> it in, like, a piece of gum. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then Dumbledore says this thing, and it's so weird. Parents, I feel like, always say this thing, and they're like, uh, I forget how much you've grown. Like, yo, you're still this boy from the cover, right? Um, you look the same to me, even though he's a different actor in this <laughs> He didn't know that boy, technically. Well, you don't look the same to me, Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where's Richard Harris? My Dumbledore, what big beard you have. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. But then Dumbledore takes him to this cave and has to like do this blood sacrifice. And Dumbledore gives it to yeah. his blood. And I hate this scene because he's like, Harry, your blood's more precious. And it's just like, oh, I wish he let Harry do it. I just wish he did. Um, and he keeps having to feed him the liquid. Oh, Yeah. And it's so creepy. They get into this, like, creepy boat. It's all dark. There's, like, body parts in the friggin' water. Ugh. And then he just, like, knows that the potion has to be drunk. And it's, like, and he knows even before he drinks that, that the potion could paralyze him, could bet. And he's, like, and he has to make Harry promise that even if he begs for relief, even if he's being poisoned, he must keep forcing him to drink it. Oh, my God. Uh, it's so it's so awful. I couldn't imagine doing that to anybody. I don't. I could not do it. I Please, no it. more. I'm, Please. Uh, I can't make do it. Make it stop. Ugh, I hate it. And then... It's just like it honestly is like the equivalent of giving like terrible medicine to your like grandparents in the in their nursing home, right? It's like so awful. But it's, it's medicine like, that paralyzes or yeah. poisons them instead. Oh, oh, it's so bad. It's like giving the, something to somebody that you love and trust, something that would hurt them. Oh. The worst. Um, yeah, and then he uh, Dumbledore is like demanding water, and there's no way for Harry to like. He tries to conjure up water. There's no way for him to get water, so he's to go to the lake. And then all of these zombie parts come out, and it is freaky. It's like makes this a hundred times more worse. And then Dumbledore luckily saves the day because Harry starts drowning because all the zombies like try to drag him underwater. Yeah. And then Dumbledore like sends out fire, and then they go back and they're at the top of the astronomy tower. 
And then Draco is there, ready to kill Dumbledore. Well, there was the there was the tarot card of the tower with the lightning bolt. Yeah, yeah, it is. Honestly. Which um, which was I don't remember which scene, but there was like a tarot card reference. Yeah, for sure, because it is. It's about change, which is, is going to be a huge change to the universe because they keep saying like. The only wizard that's ever defeated Voldemort is Dumbledore. So, and with Dumbledore's uh, lack of presence, then that caused Death Eaters to uh, be smuggled in via the vanishing cabinet. Mm-hmm. So they were, they were kind of overrun. So Snape and Draco got in. Yeah, and it's so hard to see Draco even in this scene. He was like, "I'm chosen for this," and Dumbledore's even like. I'm making it easy for you, you know. It's a Judas thing. Yeah, it's insane. It is like a really... Like Dumbledore knows that that Draco is chosen, so to fulfill the prophecy. And it's hard because he is just a boy. I mean, he's Harry's age. He's 16 years old and he's being made to like kill a person. Like, But he can't bring himself to do it, can he? Yeah, he can't. He can't. And it ends up being Snape. Yeah. And even like, and I think the hardest thing too is like, Dumbledore, like, says please to Snape, like, wants to die. Like, there is, like, a suicidal vibe in there, which is, yeah. And he falls off the tower. Especially if, yeah, especially if you were a J.K. Rowling character, I would understand feeling suicidal with your queer character. Yeah. Uh, And that fall from the tower is so rough. It falls in slow motion, haunting. And so then the Death Eaters just, like, attack and Harry goes after Snape because he's, you know, understandably pissed. And he, like, and Snape will not fight back with Harry, which I always think is so interesting. And he tells everybody else to leave Harry alone because he belongs to the Dark Lord, which is also very smart. Um, and then he reveals that Snape is the half-blooded prince to Harry. Yeah. Um, oh, and it's so, it's so hard. And then they all get out of there they all operate out and then everybody is just gathered over Dumbledore's fallen body which I can't even imagine like seeing somebody from like the head of your school dead like that would be the intense the traumatic impact that that would have on all of them and then oh there's like the saddest music oh and there's the dread too of like Oof, we're fucked now right we just lost one of the greatest wizards yeah during a time of because he had the fucking elder wand this is what trump supporters must feel like yeah oh my god except it is way cooler (laughs) yeah for sure and it's so i think too like during this movie the actress who plays mcgonagall had like cancer and was still doing this movie yeah oh wow yeah it's insane we've had a lot of like amazing actors battling cancer and freaking doing movies like it's like uh yeah i don't have cancer i just have like some like neglect things I'm working out and I'm like on film set for eight hours and I'm like, whew, a tough day. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. But like Chadwick camera. did it too. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Honestly, so much respect. But McGonagall reassures Harry and is like, you meant a great deal to Dumbledore. And I always feel sad because you know how they have like uh, all those portraits of like headmasters who've died. They like come back into the headmaster's yeah. office. And yeah. so like now Dumbledore has a portrait. Um, do you think Draco would have done it eventually, or do you think he wasn't capable of killing Dumbledore? I think that's what that's that was a good moral ambiguity that was put mm-hmm. in that book was the fact that Draco was faced with choosing between his family and and like ethics, and I think he knew he was at a crossroads and just didn't have the bravery for it. Yeah. 
But I don't. Th- I I really I don't think can't tell. He's a tell. killer too. I think he was just he was a bully because that's what his like father did. So he's like kind of I think mimicking for his father's attention. Because I think yeah. Draco is the product of Narcissus' parents. Well, yeah. I mean, his mother's name was Narcissus. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then the worst part of all, too, is that the Horcrux that literally killed Dumbledore, too, like weakened Dumbledore, essentially, is fake. And that Regulus Black got it first. And he leaves this note that I will be dead before you read this, but I know your secret. And I have stolen the Horcrux and I hope you face your death. Which is so God, sad. man. <laughs> Just like a terrible tweet. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you face your death. Ban him. <laughs> oh, my God. But that at least Ron is okay with Harry and Jenny. And Harry says, I'm not coming back to Hogwarts. He's like, I've got to finish what I've started. And Hermione's like, you know, we admire your courage, but you're being thick. We're coming with you. You're not doing this alone. Yeah. You need us. And he's like, um, no. And that, yeah. And he, but they're, it's happening. They're doing it anyway because you can't argue with Hermione. And then literally Harry's like... Wow, I just noticed how beautiful Hogwarts is as Fox is like wailing in the sky. And it's like, bitch, you've been here for seven years. Almost. Like, you didn't know that already. You didn't know, Harry. Open your eyes. Well, it's, yeah. you don't know what you have until it's gone. Yeah, it's true. It's pretty true. It does, it does shape the place. So what did you think? Is there anything else you'd like to say in Harry Potter? And then we can plug all your stuff and all the greatness of you. <laughs> well, the, the like the sixth book and the seventh book, that's why they were my favorites. Like, yeah. I think... Books five through seven were loads better than one through four, even mm-hmm. though four was the watershed moment. Yeah. Because, like, one, two, and three were just, like, the setup, and I thought even three was just kind of boring. Like, six especially, I was like, here we go. Yeah. yeah like, the there's darkness. Of cool. Yeah. And just kind of seeing, like, the making of the evil, right? And kind of what set him up to be this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously the book goes into so much better depth than I feel like the movie. We miss so much of, like, Voldemort's childhood. And yeah. and I feel like that's so important. And the, the seventh book, I, I was at the midnight release yeah, me too. of the book. Yeah. Ugh. What a way. I can't believe she ruined it with that. Like, in that. Because, like, it, it sucks, like... That she made these beautiful series and that there's like still hate in her heart, right? It just is such a killer, it's a killer thing. But it really is that thing of like something that I think people need to face of like, you can be a great artist and a terrible person. It's not that picky. And it can ruin the art. Like, yeah. I, it, it just turns me off to Harry Potter. Yeah, like I definitely, same. I can't look at it the same. I already think the prequels were ruining it for me. Um, yeah. I'm obviously reviewing them because I can't deny their impact on other people. But for me, they will never be the same. Which is also, though, also I grew up, right? And things are different now. And magic is less interesting to me than a lot of people who do a bunch of like non-fiction studies i like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not a really a big fiction book reader anymore i'm really Same. into the practical and i'm like love to create worlds I, we both love acting or love being other people and living in fictional worlds so i i totally understand if you read fiction books but yeah it's i'm a different person than I, when i was when i was obsessed with harry potter oh my god like yeah. i think non-fiction is so much cooler because it's like it shows the actual world that happened yeah and the, there's the so much in this that... world you can't make the fuck up no <laughs> and, and that that like vastly overpowers fiction i think yeah. so i mean it's because it, uh, so I, i'm the same way but it definitely jk definitely ruined Harry yeah. Potter. It, it's like they ruined Star Wars with all these damn oh they did like yeah. spinoffs and stuff. And I'm like, just stop. 
So, well, also, there's so many new genius creative ideas, and it's like they're just doing that because people go to what's familiar, which is the part of this problem, I feel like. But there can be a new familiarity. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Or just like knowing, just go to a new movie and trust you're going to find something good in it. And even if not, it's always fun to like rip on even bad movies. Yeah. Just go and support and like see you know like just go you don't have to know everything about a movie and what to expect that's the whole part of art too is like that's sometimes the most art that has been the most healing for me is when i didn't expect it right there was stuff that i didn't if i go in expecting something i didn't get healed i just get the same brain patterns repeated back to me but if i go in and i do something new and unexpected i have a new open mind to things and i have a new perspective to see things excuse me the perspective to see things that have been blocking my own way. Absolutely. Like having an epiphany is incredible. And mm-hmm. it, it's it's the same reason why hearing a, a fresh joke is so great. Because you're like, oh, wow, I never expected that. Like yeah. it's a different flavor. I didn't really think you could do it like that. Mm-hmm. So like let's just embrace new stuff. Yeah. And embrace queer culture. Yes. Oh my gosh. And speaking of new stuff, do you want to plug your show and everything and tell us all about it? I absolutely would love to. Yes. So I just released a new web series, a new stand-up comedy series on YouTube called Booked, a comedy yes. series. And it's it's if NPR did tiny desk concerts for stand-up, essentially. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's filmed so cool. Oh, yeah. thank you. It's, it's really high quality. Thank you. Yeah, we had like an amazing DP for it. We had two cameras. Nice. Uh, we filmed it December 4th of 2019 in a, at a $10 or less bookstore in Northridge. Oh, cool. Um, they they let us have it for like a few hours and then it was like 11 comics and we had like a full, not a, a full crowd, but an intimate crowd, like purposefully small to give it that intimate setting. So yeah. it was like 20 people in the corner of a bookstore and we're super excited about it. We have two episodes out right now, mine included. Um and then we have new episodes out every Friday. And then on the 20th, Inauguration Day, I have a game show coming out on YouTube as Ooh, well that I host. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's it's like half game, half show. Like there's going to be some absurdist elements to it. So pretty silly. Uh, a lot of good fashion going on yes. too. So, and it's the hardest game show with the lowest stakes. Yeah, that's so, awesome. And that one's called Dollard, because nice. if you lose, you have to say that you got Dollard. Yeah, I'll put all the links so you guys can just click on them below, because that's easier. Than... I always feel like in podcasts when they go like, HTTP, like, I never have a pen. If I exit out of the app, I like go into something different. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I feel like we had a great conversation. Uh, Incredible. Yeah, and I think it really has an impact. I will list all my links below if you're interested in stuff. And keep listening as we continue finishing up this Harry Potter series so that I can... I mean, all this money is pretty much going to me. I don't think it's going to boost J.K. Rowling, so I'm not really supporting her. But I want to. I just want to stop thinking about her for a while. So. For real. <laughs> Two more movies to go. <laughs> like, let her be the death and the deathly hollows. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye, you guys. Stay cool.